0: Xbox One X, outsold PS4 Pro. Let's talk about that.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Triangle Squared. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saul Bridges,
0: here for lucky number 34. Good man. Saul? Yes, sir. Yet another week has gone by. We really haven't talked a lot this week. We sometimes say that for the show's sake. Blaze was like,
1: I texted Saul this week. I was like, I haven't.
0: Yeah, like I've talked to Blaze before. I talked to you, and I uh, I texted you yesterday. And I was like, Oh, it's Friday. We need to discuss a topic because for yeah. those that want a little background into the show, is we don't really discuss a topic till Friday. Sometimes even.
1: Yep. Saturday. But, so, before we get into what you've been doing with your life, I want to say, if this is your first time joining us, this is Triangle Square, a PlayStation podcast. We air every Monday at 10 a.m. Central, or Pacific. There you go, 10 a.m. You, Pacific, you New Central, I, I got me you, up. on YouTube in a video format or on podcast services around the world for your listening pleasure. I actually had a, a, a I don't
0: want to call it a fan interaction because I'm not a douchebag but i had somebody t- i was talking to in person that well point.
1: you're not a douchebag because we don't we're not big enough to have well we yeah, have, i don't want to say i was talking to a fan
0: well I, I was talking I, to even a then, friend
1: I say we, we are not we're, we're right at the right size to where uh, pretty much everyone who listens to us is just a friend well, at was, this point so. i was
0: talking to a friend of the show in person and um Damn you me. just messed up the table Um i'll fix it we're all lopsided now but uh I was talking to him, and uh, I told him that it's uh, – it, I had to think for a second. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's at 12. It's at noon. I'm like, I should never have forgotten that. <laughs> well, you don't ever – you're
1: never the one who goes in and flicks them. I've
0: so. heard – oh, hey, oh well, yeah, you're right. Turns them on yeah. to view. Sometimes you're late, too. I'll be sitting there at home waiting for that noon upload, and I'm like, it's not here yet. Normally
1: happens on Mondays where me and Hannah eat lunch together because I'll end up screwing around trying to get there in time. Makes sense. But aside from all that, good sir, who, who was the fan, out of curiosity?
0: Uh, Sean. Oh yeah, not uh, we have like three Sean's on Twitter, but it's uh, Sean in our in, town in real life. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sean in real life <laughs> that,
0: we, that we that we technically went to high school with. I just I uh, I
1: forget about that all the time.
0: Yeah, and I I didn't know a whole lot of people younger than me, other than you and my brother. I, mean, I think he's friends. slightly older than me. Oh, is he
1: by a year? But I'm not. Completely I had no clear. idea. You were two years older, right? Yeah, I am. Two I don't years know. Older. Anyway, so. <laughs> What you been doing this week, what has been playing, if anything, I've played a lot, so I'm going to let you go first. I've played a lot, but it's only a bit of two games. Well, oh, a, a lot of two games. A lot okay. of you two got? games.
0: Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, technically, working my way up to Heavensward, expansion, and then, of course, Stormblood expansion. Did you make a new
1: character, or are you just still rolling through some of the late game stuff you didn't mess with in the first character?
0: Well, no, and I made six characters, I think, total now um why wait no i can count them it's two dragoons or two lancers whatever or a lancer, a dragoon a paladin and i made a new dragoon when i re got back into it but i realized that low level lancer is really boring and i wanted to start something completely new so i started a uh, thaumaturge which is a um it's the weird word it's a pre-class to the black uh black mage sure okay so i got you i am yeah. a, I am basically a fire mage because Do They have
1: it set up in this one where your class is judged basically off of your job or is the job separate different or is a job system separate.
0: Uh your class? I may have this reversed. Let me think. Because I am a thaumaturge, but my, cl- my job would be black mage.
1: Okay. And they've yeah. actually
0: changed it um when I last played before Stormblood in 4.0, um they had stats that you increased. So yeah. obviously if you're dragoon, your DPS, you never want to play anything other uh into stats other than strength. They don't have that anymore. You just level up and it just levels it up for you. Uh because it's kinda pointless because you never split stats half the time. Yeah.
1: Um you never half the time. Well yeah well, yeah. <laughs> you never would do
0: it. Some people would for min uh min max stuff, just kind of minimizing and maximizing their stats out. But they also incorporated a new thing where I hit level thirty Thaumaturge and that's where I would go pick up my black mage soul and then my black mage uh, if i remember this correctly it'd be level 0 and i couldn't have nothing else equipped cuz i th- no i am thinking of that wrong um they used to have a class in between that would have to bridge them and you'd have to get that class in between to level 15 uh, okay, i don't remember so we- almost
1: like opening them up opening up subclasses but kind
0: of yeah like i don't remember what it was for lancer but i remember You had to, it might have been Warrior or something, but you had to be a Lancer level 30 and then get something up to level 15 to unlock Paladin.
1: Okay. They got away
0: with that middle step. So now I just went and got a Black Mage soul and I've started on the Black Mage
1: quest and I'm still kind of going through the story. Do you feel like those those changes, which sound like just ease of use changes. It's just a quality of life improvement. Exactly. Do you feel like those are part of the reasons that a lot of people seem to come back? On top
0: of new content? Yeah, uh, on top of new content, um, me, myself, I just got really kind of you know, just bored of the game, really. Back um, when you were playing it a lot, because I played
1: it. So you played a I'm lot. Doing, I remember.
0: Well, I'm doing what I did back then, which is bad, because I'm liable to get bored of it again here in another two months or so. But um, also, when you get to level 50 Paladin, which is what I was, the raids become uh, so big that there's two tanks. There's like I think it's 12 man. There's two tanks. My name and just sounded th- awful. I know. I heard it it, sal- it. it sounded satisfying, but there's two tanks. And that was pretty not stressful, but it became more of worrying about how to uh, to play. And because when you're a tank, you are the lifeblood of the party. You're leading. Sure. You are uh, getting aggro and stuff of all the enemies.
1: Is the bard class still in existence?
0: Yeah, the bard class is actually the um, so thaumaturge goes into black mage. Sure. Archer goes into bard. Okay. Because it's a ranged DPS and Bard um, is does all about... Bard,
1: does Bard not still have uh, healer spells? Like where you can run it as a healer setup?
0: Healer, I'm not too sure. I do know that it does have... Um, this is
1: going off my old and very limited knowledge you of Final Fantasy XI. Oh, oh, well you played Final before Yeah, exactly. Well no, I played it around Reborn, but right when a Realm Reborn came out. Okay. And um, I didn't play just a ton. I played like maybe 10 hours, 15 hours. Yeah. Which is not a whole lot in the scope of an MMO. So but, if
0: I'm thinking right, I, I didn't play... I did. That's uh, actually another class I did make was Archer. I forgot about that. Um uh, and I did not like that the I didn't like playing as a bard. Um and I remember there being they're all like songs that do stuff, buff uh party strength, buff their health, you know. But I don't remember everything anything actually healing a person. I may have not gotten that far and it's been February, I think, is when the last time I played that game. Yeah. I don't know. Um but for those that, uh, who've never played an MMO, I highly recommend it. It's basically free up until level 35. You can't join a free company, which is like a, a massive clan, and you can't do a couple other things. I think you can't, um,. Message so it's people like back and forth. it's like
1: getting your feet wet in the game to see if you actually want to put time and money into I, it. i would which say, is what a lot of games have been i mean that's like wow wow does that I w- yeah i would say 30
0: though you're you're good you're deep in the game um for, for well i was
1: saying but you're getting your feet wet and to see if you want to delve into uh, being what do you want to say uh, yeah it. i mean what do they call that uh like in destiny it's post game stuff what are they Oh, post game like? content. Just yeah. You know, whatever. The, yeah, where you uh, the stuff like, you play after you've beaten like the main quest yeah. and stuff, it's end game basically. So, if you're so, going to get into end game stuff, and in MMOs it's kind of weird because you want to grind it out in weird ways because you're supposed to. That's kind of like the loop.
0: Well, yeah, um like main quest line almost has no le- level caps. Basically, if you really just don't do a lot of content or anything, you will hit a level cap one day and you just got to grind up a little bit to get to it. I've never come across that before. Uh, on any of my newer characters, I think I did on my Lancer, um, cause I didn't do side quest or I didn't have, I wasn't in a good, uh, um, free company that had a, uh, experience modifier on, if you get in a good one, like I get, uh, an experience boost now for everything I do, I'm actually level 39 on my Thaumaturge and I started playing on Tuesday. So that's actually a lot. And it's mainly because I know how the leveling system works. I know how the experience system works. I know every dungeon now that I go into a raid, like instance raid, I think is what they're called. So I know that I, I can't mess up on any of those because I know them so well. Um, and I pretty much know the map. And I know you know how to travel and get around quickly. Whereas back when I first started playing, one of the hardest things to overcome about the game was the UI. Okay. By far, yeah. I didn't. Um,
1: I didn't love the UI
0: in the beginning. There are some things you could do to tweak it. I typically turn like my crossbar stuff, which is where you hold. But a, I never a, played on PS4 either. You should I honestly. C. You should. Um, you should just try it because it is super duper fun. Um, but uh, what else they, you been playing though? I'll say uh, World War Two. Oh yeah. Picked oh that up. yeah. I forgot you said you and were going to pick it up. Yeah. And, I've been pretty much if I get to a point in Final Fantasy where I'm in a big, um, like a big part where my my character um can't progress levels very quickly because like i said main quest you can keep on doing that all day every day uh without hitting word your class quests are every five levels so okay. um when you get when i get to like level 36 and i know that i have to grind four more levels out to go do my next uh black mage quest line i kind of uh, like a i'll take a, i'll take a couple hours right here and play world war i mean world war Two, or uh just quit playing all together for the night and uh so I've been having super fun with that. But you said you've been playing a lot. What have you... Okay, have so
1: SteamWorld Dig first. Yeah, on the Vita. Uh, I, I'm fairly positive and with the amount of time I've put into it and the way that the game kind of tells you things. You constantly keep getting new things as you continue to go. Uh, and as you bring up stuff from the ground, like the... the I'm trying to think of the wording, I guess. But the gems and stuff that you bring up, as you bring those up and you sell them, you level up your, your little person. I'm not really sure how that ends up working out. But it's like... I don't, I'm not sure if that's tied to the game's ending because where I'm at seems like a, a big part of the ending and I'm at a part where I'm leveled up the... the. I guess she's a seller. I mean, it's like where you go and sell your gems, but you level her up and as you continue to level that up, you get new things unlocked that you can go buy. And I've got most of the stuff bought that you can buy. So what I'm doing now is about ready and I was going to do it yesterday before we ended up changing around to what I've also played. Uh, I was going to do that... Ended up quitting because I picked up Skyrim VR. Oh, how, how was that? Surprisingly good, really, and really fun. And I'm doing the the movement like I told you I was like interested in, which is free, smooth movement where you just hold the left move button in and it moves you forward. And yeah. Then, like it's set up to where like if you do this, you go straight. If you hold out to your side, you'll kind of like straight right, straight left. And if you want to go backwards, you can hold it up beside your head and you'll walk backwards, which is fine. You get used to it. Uh, and then you can t- on the right move controller. If you hit uh, circle and um, X, which are the left and right on the both sides, then you can flick the camera so many degrees so that as you're moving, you can kind of turn accurately. Uh, But that's really good. Outside of that, I've also beat Assassin's Creed Origins. I played a little bit of The Division with Seth because he was on one night and I was going to hop on and just mess with him and then he was in the middle of a mission. ended up just playing with him as a mission me have already done. Right. Um, And I got to level 10. Um which is nothing crazy. Speaking of which, Ryan wants to play tonight. If you're down to play, I meant to tell you that when you got here. I'll
0: have to see with all the Thanksgiving stuff we got to cook up because we got to do Thanksgiving. A little the, oh early. yeah, for tomorrow, don't you? Yeah. yeah, I got you. A little early. So anyway,
1: that's a that's an option of what we can do. But I played that um, and I, I picked up, like I said, Dishonored. I'm about to probably start that. Definitely, if we don't play Just the first tonight. one, uh, well, Dishonored, uh, the Outsider, not not Hack.
0: Okay. Well, no, I, I'll talk like the first Dishonored. Oh yeah. Like, I did,
1: what do you mean? I, did, I thought that's what you picked up. Oh no, that's uh, Death of the Outsider.
0: Gotcha. Okay, it looks just like the because regular. you don't
1: see it underneath where it says Death of the Outsider. No. Yeah, it's, it's Death of the Outsider, and which you know, I I, I think I'm going to beat it before because I'm at that's a like point five now. Five hours I, long, isn't it? I can hop into that and beat it before I have to worry about completely committing to dot hack being my series that I play for yeah. the next month or so. Yeah. So I got to do that to person. I mean, so uh, similar to you, I've played three games, but I've played uh, uh, like a whole lot. Oh, I played Diablo too. Um, We're just chipping away at that 500 bounty trophy. So still tr- two trophies away from Platinum working on that. but Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. It's been a fun week. Um, Just playing crap. Donovan's been over a few times. He came over yesterday and Thursday. Jonathan was over last night. Jonathan and Dylan came over. And Donovan, we were just like rotating out who was playing. Uh, I was going to invite you, but when we went to go get food, I saw your car at work. So I was like, well, yeah. he can't come. Yeah. Um, I did
0: not get off work till 10 last night. Yeah, so...
1: Anyway, we ended up staying up till like three o'clock in the morning playing Skyrim VR. I wouldn't have wasn't... done that either. <laughs>
0: Y'all would have seen me and at eleven o'clock get well, out the door. It
1: was Donovan's first time playing VR since the one time he did it here with the Resident Evil demo, uh, and he didn't play that very long, but he played Skyrim quite a bit. And he got like a little sick feeling and kind of tired, which is not surprising, like one of your first real times going into something like that. I got a little. He jumped like that off. He jumped Evil. off the mountain, and that like that was the thing. And Jonathan did it too. Like it got me. Uh, and I, I was doing it, but I didn't jump near as high as them. I kind of want to try that. It's like they jumped off and it, it made them sick because it's such a high drop, but they didn't feel any kind of impact or anything from falling.
0: I want to try that. Uh,
1: I don't know. I think you'll really like it. It's pretty funny. Uh, the coolest thing is like being able to have a spell in each hand and like shoot the spells different ways or pull them together. So, the bow and arrow is way harder, way harder than it was in the, in the normal game because you're really doing it, but it's way more satisfying. When you kill somebody with a bow in this game, you're like, I did it. So can I play Skyrim VR with my controller? Yes, you can play it with. Duel so Sonic I can 4 play it with my
0: controller and then look around with my head. Yeah, I. I Is that one of I those would, weird things that could trigger motion sickness?
1: I, I don't know. I don't think so. But I'm just telling you for immersion's sake. I w- we were using the move ones and absolutely perfect. Well, the
0: way the way um, the way you have to like. Look, do the little whatever you said where you have to like hold it out to turn and stuff. No, you move. don't have to
1: hold it out to turn. You you can just you can do it to strafe or move back. See, now that that's where it kill the immersion for me cuz if I'm
0: like doing like this and I'm trying to like fight somebody in real life.
1: Yeah, no, but what you can do things. otherwise is you can just hold the sit, the left uh, move button and you'll move forward and then with the right stick you can hit the circle square and you'll just do the 180 or whatever. It won't be a 180. The, you can set yeah, the degree, degree to what you want, and you can make it where it's instant, where it automatically flicks, or it does a gradual, where when you hit it, you see the camera swing. Yeah, if it camera did a 180,
0: swing. I mean, that'd probably be sick. Yeah, no, Just that would definitely. I that. think
1: you, you'll you be surprised. Donovan and Jonathan and even Dylan were all three surprised at how fun it was and how good it was. I, I, it was really surprising. Huh. Um, and really fun. And, oh, I played Farpoint. That, I knew I was like, i played something else. I played Farpoint on VR because randomly, now that I've beaten Assassin's Creed, I was like, I have so much more time on my hands, I feel. I was like, what am I going to do? I st- I've played Farpoint twice this week uh, and, and gotten quite a bit farther. And all the stuff that excited me about it that I never got to before I ended up just getting out of it because the gun was acting weird. A, gun hasn't acted weird at all this time, but I did move my camera up. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that was what it was. I don't remember the game telling me that, that before, but that did work and it helped with Skyrim when you're standing up as well. Uh, but a lot of this stuff's cool. Like you came, I came up to a new gun. It was a shotgun. Uh, and it has, you take the gun controller, put it sideways and like reach out to where the gun was. And then you pick up the new gun, which was cool. That is and cool. then the way that you switch out the guns and the game has just got really clever design in a lot of ways. Cause it's like, how do you make it more fun on VR where you're not constantly worried about picking up new ammo and stuff? None of the guns use real ammo. Like the shotgun, when you go to reload it, there's a little screen on the back of the gun that you can like look and see. Um, and the first gun you have is a shot, I mean, is a, a machine gun that does it, and it'll overheat. You can't. All just it does is fire just, all you want. Yeah, and if you overheat, you have to wait a second before you can fire again. But the shotgun does use shells, but the way it's set up is like you have eight shots in it, and it has a secondary fire that's a. Uh, Grenade launcher, and you can pick up the grenades, and they'll show up like when you're walking around, you'll see them like sitting on a crate, and it'll have like a little hologram thing off that says. And grenade you have ammo. to like pick them up. Yeah, you just go and touch them. Huh. Um, anyway, but whenever you're going to reload the shotgun, it like pulls in atmospheric pressure, and then like clips it, and that becomes a bullet. And then when you go to shoot it at people, it's really cool. So it's it's almost like a pressurized. Air gun. Yeah, more or less. But it's a a shotgun the way it does. Uh, But anyway, whenever you want to switch out guns, it works really well. You can do it by just hitting triangle on the little PSVR aim. But what you can also do, and like it's what they said, but actually doing it, it feels so good. You just do this. So with the with the gun, I just let go with one hand, do that, and I pull it back out, and just doing that, it's like you're pulling the other gun off your back.
0: Yeah, so it's almost like like this generations of holding a VR gun and aiming down to like reload to reload it. Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
1: it's it's really interesting, but yeah, you'll just you'll do that, and you pull out your whole different gun, and the guns have different like you know obviously the shotguns can't shoot very far, so stuff like that's pretty cool. I've I've been really I've been impressed with uh, Farpoint. And I wish with all the gamer award stuff going on, it got nominated for something, and I wasn't able to give it my vote of confidence because I didn't beat it. But I didn't, you know, it's one of those things. A couple of categories I didn't vote because I could, I didn't feel like I could fairly vote. Yeah, so, uh, makes but sense. Anyway, I'm gonna hop into the news real quick before you go into the drop because my yeah, news the drop is, is we're abysmal short. Wait, too. four games? Because I have four news points. <laughs> five actually. So we got five bit games. More. Five. We're okay, tied. Okay. Go ahead and go with. The I'm gonna games. hop into this we're real breaking quick. structure on you guys. Yeah. Screw structure. Uh, first thing up is that THQ Nordic have announced the complete acquisition of the Biomutant IP as well as the game's developer experiment one-on-one. Now I put this on here cause I thought it was interesting that they are so aggressively going after these people. Obviously they see a lot of potential in this game Yeah, and don't get me wrong. THQ Nordic have done a lot of ballsy moves that apparently are, it must be paying off for them or they have endless cash flow, something. Um, but, you know, Biomutant was already going to be uh, published by THQ, Right. but it was owned by Experiment 101, and the studio uh, was not owned by, uh, you know, so it was all separate. It was going to be basically them acting as a publisher for this independent developer. Yeah. Well, now they've acquired the team, and these are ex-Avalanche studio people, uh, the, which is the team behind, like, Just Cause and Mad Max. Um so a couple of big uh, open world games. So I think that this is interesting. I still think that BioMutant mutant shows a lot of promise and a lot of yeah, interesting oh yeah. things. I hope that the game ends up being really good. And I think again, THQ Nordic is just ballsy as hell.
0: Yeah. I, uh, somebody posted on Twitter when they announced that they, uh, somebody said, Oh, our, uh just like EA, huh? Because you know they bought somebody out, and then they're going to publish the game. And THQ actually responded saying, "No, we didn't close down any studios first. Yeah. so that's, uh, that's, that's, that's that is absolutely I, true. They don't I have commended too them many for studios,
1: that. but it's 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 weird seeing them this aggressive because you know they also put out D Blob last week. Yeah, um, so they're they're just getting after it. They're putting out what they can. They put out all the Dark games. You're moving the table saw. I barely moved it. Look at that. You screwed up the camera square. There we are. Anyway, uh, next thing up, EA have completely turned off. And Everybody knows this by now, but hey, in case you've been living under a rock like Saul, uh, EA have no, completely turned off the microtransactions in Star Wars Battlefront 2 amidst the continued drama surrounding the game's use of them. They claim to keep them down until they make changes to the game systems and will announce more details at a later date. Um, they have it's temporarily interesting. taken it's, them out. It's interesting. Because here's the thing, they don't need to be permanently out if they find a way to set it up to where again, how drastic will the changes be? What you, Nobody knows. Apparently, I don't know if you saw, there's articles about apparently a lot of the reason this was done is because Disney didn't Disney, yeah, and to So with Disney being behind this and wanting this to be a success, what we may see when they finally come out to talk about it again is that the all heroes are just unlockable with in-game currency that you gain at a normal rate and that's the only thing you can buy with money is at, if it it's to be a point where it's all just physical, oh, hey, you look a specific way over this, you know, that's fine. Cosmetics are are fine. Yeah, and, I, see, and if that's how they go forward with this, then that's okay. But what do you also feel like if they kind of took a little bit of a Star Wars approach to it, which I don't know the game because I didn't play the beta. Can you get different guns and stuff or you just play different characters? Is that how the whole game I works? Do, I
0: do not remember. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I played the beta and I I played like two matches, same level. I got um, the droid. Um, I can't think of what they're called. Like Not the Empire, but like whatever... It might have been called the Empire, actually. But um, it was like whatever whatever team the droids play for in the game, I got that twice. Okay. I played the same level twice. And it was the same game twice. So I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay. I, I got I you. Well, anyway, to the Destiny. whole
1: situation is weird. But, uh, I mean, good on them for taking it down, even if it meant pressure from someone else. Uh, and I think that regardless of why, the fact that they kept putting out you know, things saying, hey, we hear you. Apparently we screwed up. We're going to try and fix it. Somebody, uh, it's overall a better situation when it could be. But EA has had a lot of unfortunate stuff happening lately. So.
0: Somebody pointed out that they did say in their article that um, balancing is something they're going to um, take into detail with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, balancing and making sure that. That's curious. Somebody pointed out that the pay to
1: win twin tendencies hopefully go
0: away. Well, no, somebody was saying that they may uh, make it even more. Um, they may win. make it more pay to win to figure out how the balancing could work with. Like they want to basically add it back in later when they figured out the balancing of pay to win and, and normal play, so they're like they're only doing this so that uh, people who play to win. So you're thinking be of balancing
1: being a okay, yeah, It makes yeah, it sound I got you. like yeah, I got you. We're, we're, it's, it's still the in there, but it. it's less impactful.
0: Yeah, it's still in there. It's yeah. still impactful, but it's less impactful. I'm still not picking it up until like next
1: year when it's on sale for like 20 bucks. So. I don't know. It's a weird situation. I'd like to see them completely 360, but I doubt they will. And yeah. I, again, I don't completely disagree that a microtransaction system is the worst thing in the world, no. but the way that it, the way, the controversy surrounding it made a lot of sense. Uh, Definitely but, with the whole article that went on with, you know, EA saying their thing back to the guy on Reddit that got the most dislikes on Reddit ever or something else. Ever. Like, uh, yeah. it was like 600,000 last time I looked. It was but, so uh, crazy. Boogie
0: made, uh, Boogie2988, he made a good video about it saying, you know, Overwatch is the shining example of what it in your game microtransactions cosmetics, can be. Yeah, and it works out so well. They still make tons of money off of it because people like to show off their skins and then it does not affect gameplay. Yeah. So uh, it's a good point and yeah. a an agreeable point.
1: Next thing up, just kind of interesting that it's even on here, and I'm curious as if we're going to see it crop up again. Probably not because I'm sure sales have been low enough, but Activision's Deadpool game is being delisted from digital storefronts. Originally released in 2013 for PS3 and 360, it was delisted in 2014 for uh, before being revived again in 2015 after the success of the Deadpool movie. So what I'm curious about is it's being delisted again. This is the second time now because so they added it back after that. Yeah, they, they the remaster that they did. I didn't know they did a remaster. They remastered the game for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, the remaster and it coming back as a digital game in general came after the fact that the Deadpool movie came out and did so well.
0: Right. That makes sense for them to do. But So
1: now that the uh, now that the license has expired again, they don't want to pay to renew it because it's expensive and they're probably not making any mo- enough money off of it. So they decided to let it go into the black again. But I wonder if we'll see it pull back up whenever Deadpool comes out again. It seems unlikely. It's crazy,
0: though. They did that the week of the Deadpool teaser. Like the actual. Yeah. Like teaser trailer.
1: Well, but it's not about them doing that. It's about that if they renewed now, they'd have two more years. And is it worth it? You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know, man. It's going to be. It a weird Sounds situation. like it may
0: be, but you know that those movie game. I'd be curious to weird. see how much. That's you know, not a
1: movie game. It's it's a just comic like, book game. Yeah, but. it'd be interesting to see. And I'm, I'm I'm not going to look at that just out of sheer curiosity. How much the remaster made? You know, it, was it financially worth it for them? I'm gonna assume that. Uh, the
0: work they put into it because it wasn't a full upscale remaster, it was just it was 1080p 60. It was the yeah. same texture, yeah. And then, so and then it was little you know, work was required for that, but and, you
1: still had to rebuy the, the licensing out. So the licensing is, yeah, probably I guess expensive. it depends it's, on,
0: yeah, how much license he was paid to how much it went. I don't know, it'd be to interesting it, to see
1: it, though, regardless. So made well, Saul, you know, with the continued weirdness of the Final Fantasy 15 franchise and uh, everywhere where it's going, Tekken 7. I'm sure you've seen this. Give me a discount. As announced that Noctis from Final Fantasy XV will join the roster in spring 2018 as DLC. And I'll talk about that in just a second. We'll get this last thing out real quick. The last interesting thing. I mainly put the, the Noxus thing on there because I don't know if you watched the gameplay. It actually looked really cool, and I'm not even that big into Tekken, but it looked well done. I'm not big into fighting games at all, really. Yeah, uh, you know, I played Injustice finally. Good story, but Super wouldn't Smash keep it Burners around. It's the know? only one
0: I'll play consistently.
1: Yeah, so anyway, with all that being said, I thought it was interesting. Uh, really, I wanted to see if you'd scoff at it, but you've kind of calmed down on Final Fantasy 15. So, Oh, did you see all the cool crap people are making with the comrades Character creator, though, it looks pretty good. Uh-uh. No, I,
0: I, we, I was all on uh, the Comrades thing when we were talking about it last time. Yeah. I just... uh, I've not kept up with it. I know it's releasing real soon. Oh, I mean, apparently it's, it's, or it's out. out. Yeah, it actually might be out um,
1: as so of time of recording. People have been making weird stuff, but... Uh, anyway, next thing up, and this is the last thing on the news, is that for the month of October, Nintendo took the top two spots with the Switch and the SNES Classic, respectively. This is the third month in a row that Nintendo has outsold the competition. I mainly put that on there because... I think it's interesting to look and it almost goes into the main topic a little bit of we're at a point where the consoles are still in their mid-generation area. And, of course, market saturations hit very strongly. Numbers are going to start to slow down at least a little bit. And, of course, something new, even if underpowered, like the Switch. And I don't mean that in a, you know, pejorative way. I just mean it's underpowered uh there's no way you can look at the switch and go okay this is near this is anywhere as strong as the ps4 xbox right even the originals even
0: though they it's amazing how how well they got doom to run on that thing have you seen that
1: no i haven't but skyrim ran pretty well and apparently they did confirm they never said originally but they did, they confirmed that it is a special edition um skyrim running on switch it and, is yeah I
0: watched a review for that from uh, ACG, I think is his name, and I've never, I didn't hear him say that, but it it looked amazing. Digital Digital
1: Foundry is the one who went into it. That's a good one, yeah. That's Uh, a good one. And they they talked about it, so it's pretty interesting. And I'm still curious to see, and I want to get a breakdown because no one's confirmed whether the VR one is based around the special edition or if it's based around the original. I have a feeling it'd be based around the, the original to give it a little more performance to squeeze out, but I don't know. It's a very interesting situation. finding a leg uh, but with the whole with the whole Switch thing going on, I just think it, of course, Switch being the new thing, it's not even a year old yet. Of course, it's, it's going. Of course, it's going to sell. I do think it's interesting that the SNES Classic for the second month in a row is outsold the PS4.
0: That is nuts. I guess Nintendo did deliver that promise of keeping those more in stock because i have seen those actually now in the wild i only ever saw and of course and how do you hit that
1: number if they don't keep making new ones so of course they're doing it i mean
0: because i only ever saw one nintendo classic and i picked that thing up i actually it's the same question i asked when i saw a switch box i asked the target employee is that a display or is that an actual box with the console in it and they're like no that's that's the last one we have bought it instantly yeah but both and i didn't even do that with super nintendo because we called ahead and i'm like you guys have this I'm Like we got two left I'm Like, put my name on it we'll be there in 10 minutes
1: so, well with the um with the whole situation around all that it's just i don't know what, what are your thoughts on it i mean my my general thing was i was like what well, makes sense it's good to see for nintendo i'm glad they're doing that yeah uh, uh, and the a big thing is that the first month that it outsold ps4 it was only on market for three days
0: Now, is it the reverse that I'm thinking of? Is that Sony may be getting some agreements with Nintendo to use some of their characters? Is that what that is? Or is it like license? They may be getting licensing agreements with Nintendo to use some of their property. Have you heard about that? No. That is something that uh, I need to look into while I'm thinking about it. But yeah, Sony may be using stuff for Nintendo from what I remember reading. Uh, like what do you mean
1: Sony stuff running on Nintendo products or Nintendo stuff running Nintendo on, stuff on running on Sony products?
0: Um, hmm. So I don't know how, and I don't remember where I saw that article from, but I remember. I'm seeing, gonna look into that, and
1: if you find that, let's post it on Twitter. That's I, I, that's pretty interesting. I'd it, like to actually read it, into that.
0: It is, but uh, it, you know, for those that don't know, I'm a huge fan of the Switch. Um, I love it. Got Super Mario Galaxy, loved it. Uh, that's odyssey. one reason you got odyssey. Um, that's one reason that I think that the Nintendo switch did so well this month is odyssey coming out. Mm-hmm. That it's, uh, it went head to oh, head. Absolutely.
1: If it didn't do well this month, I'd be surprised. It
0: went, uh, it went head to head with breath of the wild at the, uh, was it golden joystick awards for game of the year? Yep. got beat out by breath of the wild, but, um, it is still a super fun game. Um, so, you know, good for them. I think that I've, I've said it before. I think that the best thing you could do right now in terms of being a gamer is own, a PS4, a Switch, and a, and a decent gaming PC if you care about stuff Microsoft has. If not, a PS4 and a Switch are the way to go. You get the best of both worlds. You for, get, and variety. Because, you get the best RPGs. You get the best, just fun to play games like Mario and like um, Sound Shapes if you're Splatoon a masochist. For, and, and Splatoon. Um, and so you get the best of both worlds and you get a strong home console and a strong handheld.
1: And I think my biggest thing, I had this conversation with someone uh, yesterday whenever I was going to... Uh, Anyway, yesterday I was on Facebook and one of my buddies was talking about enjoying a switch or he was actually talking about are there any games that have recently been coming out for the Xbox? Uh, and he was like, trade your Xbox in and get a switch. And I said the problem with that statement is that trading in a PS4 or an Xbox to get the switch. In my opinion is not a good idea because the switch does not get enough third party support on its own that for a good majority of the time, You would just be waiting while other games are coming out. You're missing, and you're just trying to wait for Nintendo to put out an exclusive. What what, what are you talking about? uh, Specifically, he was saying like trade in your Xbox to get a Switch, and I was like, I wouldn't do that because you're going to miss out on all the third parties that do not support the Switch. But in this case, does he have? Do they have a PS4? Is that what you're saying? No, they had an Xbox. But I'm saying so they're saying to take the only to me. Yeah, to make to make to take the only. Of the PS4, Xbox One, you know, and and trade that in to get a Switch. I was like, I just don't think... The Switch is a better complimentary console. It depends. It is a, it is a console that complements having a game console like the PS4 or the Xbox One that does get the typical third-party releases. Because there's plenty of games you would have missed out on if you just had a Switch. South Park, not on the Switch. Well, yeah,
0: it does depend, though, Shadow of what War, kind of not on what on games you Switch. like.
1: Because there is really a lot of games for
0: the Switch. It's just just... And it depends on if you're like me. I prefer handhelds i like sitting down in bed playing i like watching i I don't prefer
1: handhelds as an overall i like handhelds to me they exist completely separate that's what what i want i I prefer handhelds. not saying
0: like there's something wrong with like sitting down playing ps4 no Uh, people i've always heard the weird analogy of like they don't want to play a pc game because they want to sit on their couch like you can do that it's like you can do that like i sit at my computer desk and play ps4 like we both do we don't have like you do have a couch in the living room but that's like more of a media ps4 but it's like you know i think that It is the best. You get literally the best of both worlds, and you get the biggest IPs that are worth playing. To me, you get Zelda, you you get Mario, you get uh, you get the Dark Souls series on PS4, Bloodborne, of course, Last of Us series, Uncharted series. And then you can play, play, like for me, Disgaea 5 would be better on Switch than PS4 because I can play it on my couch. Yeah. Tactical games are great on a Oh, yeah,
1: because Disgaea, I wouldn't play on my PS4, but I was playing it on my Vita. You exactly, know? yeah. yeah I, see, I agree with that one.
0: Um, it's just certain things, um, like Thumper. I wouldn't play Thumper on my PS4, but playing it on my, PS, or my Switch. Is fantastic! Yeah. yeah, well, that's what so, I told
1: him. Is I, I agree. The best, the best console thing you can have right now for the best variety and missing out on the least number of games is to get the PS4. Because he said this year's been bad for gaming. I was like, if you had a PS4, this year's been f- I mean, fantastic if, for games.
0: Technically, if you just had an Xbox, like there's been a lot of good
1: uh, no, multi platform games. There's been a lot out. of, all, but that's been the end of this year. If you've had a PlayStation. And you've well, had yeah, you've you had a switch. You had
0: the first half of the year was Horizon, and Nier, and Nier, Persona, Nio, and Neo, and, and that was just in the first like five months Crash of Bandicoot the year. Crash Bandicoot was in Crash June. Bandicoot was in ex- June. it's exclusive
1: for now. Um, Hellblade, if you were talking about consoles only, Hellblade.
0: Yeah, I could see that being more of a niche title, but yeah. Well, yeah,
1: but one. I'm just saying these are games that, regardless of how niche it, because Gravity Rush 2, January. I mean, I thought Gravity Rush 2 did so bad. That's why they they're no, yeah, down the I, services. no, but don't worry about. It's not about sales. I'm saying games, and uh, Gravity Rush 2 did fine uh, uh, in terms of critical reception. I thought they only sold like uh, like one hundred and thirty thousand copies. I don't think I've ever seen anything when they announced that sale, but
0: that could be think about something else. It doesn't matter, I but I'm I just
1: remember. saying that the game cr- critically did well.
0: Well, it's and it's there on Xbox or on PS4 when Xbox didn't have a, a, a competitor to come out with it.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they had
0: they've had exclusives like Cuphead. Cuphead, honestly. Not all PCs can run it. Most PCs can probably run it. My PC definitely can run it because I beat and it your, on there. And
1: your PC is not even really. It's your, not your your up to Yeah, it's, it's
0: like a 360 to a PS3 is what I've the performance I've gotten out of it yeah. is what it feels like. I can play 30, 30 frames per second, 720 or 1080 on some games. Uh, Cuphead got sixty frames, 1080 uh, on uh, medium to high settings. But that game would be worth it if you had an Xbox. Play that, then sell the Xbox to get the <laughs> Switch. Like that's. You know, uh, what know. was the one game that came out for Xbox that was a. Um, oh, man. It was made by Gearbox, maybe? It was the one where that's like a girl and she has a little robot companion. Recore. Recore, yeah. And that, that Gearbox. wasn't
1: Gearbox. No, that's actually uh, Indie Crates or whatever, which is. Uh, Who published it then? Somebody, you, somebody big published it, I thought. Microsoft published it. It was a exclusive no, game for PC. Uh, no, no, no. That was on Xbox One. Yeah, uh, so uh, PC, or, Xbox One. That's where I was going with it. It was exclusive to Microsoft. Uh, it was Recorch, uh the guy who made Mega Man's game. I can't remember his name. Oh, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Uh, the guy who made Mighty Number no. 9.
1: Yeah, he's the guy yeah, who well, created yeah, who Mega, did Man?
0: Mega Man. Mega Man. That's, well, no, that's what I was thinking of in my head. When I was like, somebody, something big was in this game that did something else. Yeah,
1: isn't it Indie Crates? Go down and look.
0: Uh, or, armature Armature That's yeah. right It
1: was him But it wasn't Crates. Okay that makes sense
0: But um, Yeah like That's that's just my opinion on it Get get a Switch Get a um, uh, You know Get the staples for that Get Breath of the Wild Get uh, Mario Mario Kart Splatoon And then grab a PS4 And get the staples on that And you're gonna have uh, Quite a good setup yeah. And then of course If you care about performance uh, uh, Like a ton PS4 Pro And then a PC And then With all those combined You will not miss out On a good title You'll have the whole. You'll
1: have the Holy Trinity: Game and PC, a PS4 Pro, and a Switch. Okay. I That's mean, I agree with that need. sentiment. Uh, but if you can't own a PC, which some people just can't, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I, and some people can't understand
0: them, even though they're well, less complicated now than they've ever been. And cryptocurrency right now, like mining, that has drove up the prices, prices of a lot of things. Yeah, yes, it has. Like it was like a month ago, I was looking at card prices, and you can get a 1070, or you can pay like 80 bucks more and get a 1080. And it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, there's so much value in a 1080 compared to the 1070 for 80 more bucks yeah Uh, but anyways um we'll i'm gonna hop in the drop real quick and get that out of the way uh we have axiom verse for ps4 and ps vita a retail release which is cool that's also coming out on switch retail which is uh, just super cool game to have battle of the bulge Bulge
1: for ps4 stripper game not really
0: yeah okay i was gonna say is it really i looked the art looks cool in that game that's an Uh, actual
1: that's an actual historic event
0: Oh yeah, you're right. I had to dig deep into the history class for that one. In the back of my mind, we have Monsters of the Deep, Final Fantasy 15 for PSVR.
1: That's that fishing game. It,
0: yeah, it is. Uh, we have Planet of the Apes: Lost Frontier for PS4 and I, I'm not for joking. PSVR.
1: I, I kind of legit want to at least look seriously into Planet of the Apes just to see how well it was done because it took a lot of ex- inspiration from uh, Heavy Rain and Quantum, yeah, and uh, Quantum Dreams is...
0: Formula. I can't think of um, Andy.
1: Oh, guy who, Andy Circus.
0: Andy Circus. Is he going to be in that game as a motion capture? If actor? I, yeah, he was. That'd be he, cool. is, he is. Um, but since we have a weird structure, of this, I'll go ahead and get the user questions out of the way since we don't have. We have uh, two and an answer on a mission. Um, Do it. We have W squared coming in. Did you guys enjoy the SOCOM series? This was my real introduction to online gaming, and it really needs to be either remastered or a proper reboot. That was back when people communicated in games. Now, all you hear is the newest rap song blaring over game audio. Um, I played SOCOM 2 on PS2. And then, was that right? Or is that Fireteam yeah, Bravo yeah, on PS2? Yeah, that was
1: right. Uh, and then PS a
0: PSP one. Uh,
1: PSP 1? Ba- well, Fireteam Bravo was PSP 1, actually. Okay, I'm well, yeah, sure. okay. So Socom 2 uh, was Socom 2, and, was Socom and it was a PS2 game. And then the PSP never, got a lot of them. Never actually, played a online. a lot of them. Yeah, I never, it, it never played It got a lot of Battlefront all. games. Do you remember Battlefront, Elite Squadron? Elite, uh, Rogue Squadron, whatever it was called? It got a Battlefront that was, game. That,
0: that was the one that came with the, with the one set had right? The, the Vader PSP? I, I, was
1: it? it? I think it was. That was a good game. It was that was a really good anyway, game. Anyway, that, um, that yeah, the battlefront stuff was pretty weird on PSP, but it was they were fun.
0: But uh I I was a fan of SOCOM back then. I I'm not really into third person military shooters though. So other than SOCOM, you know, we we've talked about it briefly in the past, but I know you're a new listener, so no uh, issues with that. Um but it's pretty much that I would always be up for a reboot. I'm almost up for any kind of reboot of a video game um, that's older. Just to see just how to, they're going to flip it on. Just, us. just to see how it's going to do. To see if it's a uh, new fan resurgence, and you know, if it's one of those things that I missed out on, I can go back to. I didn't miss out on these because I played SoCalm around the same time I played Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter and Rainbow Six Vegas. Me and Ryder were talking okay, about how good Rainbow in, Vegas yeah, was. Coming
1: into the early 360 days.
0: Yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, those games, were they were fun. I don't remember a whole lot of them. Uh, weapon customization was cool is what I do remember out of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, I'm for it. I didn't. I I played SOCOM too, but that was very, very. I barely like barely played it. My uncle who lives up in Berryville, we went to go see every now and then. When we'd go see him on Christmas, he'd play those, and he'd actually play them online. So I'd play at his house a little bit, uh, but for the most part, my SOCOM stuff ended up starting on the on the PSP, and it was hit or miss. Like it was okay. I liked it o- all right. Um, but the first SOCOM that I just really liked um, and had a lot of fun with, and played a very big amount of. Uh, I, you remember playing a little bit of it when the uh, whenever I used to come over to uh, Ed's house with Seth. A SOCOM Confrontation, yeah, the one that the was online game. only. I loved yeah. that game. It was fantastic. That game was really fun, uh, and a lot of people I know really like that game. SOCOM Four was a big letdown in a lot of ways. I picked it up because I heard it, it had really bad performance. It issues. supported the it, 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 it supported the PS Move gun. Which is a super, weird, yeah. It's a super weird kind of move for them. Yeah, but it it, it it was okay, but it wasn't great. Just like Resistance Three had a couple of issues with it, Like really the best game for sharpshooter was Kills on Three uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of time with the series. I mean, it's not like it's something that I just played a ton of. I'm very interested in the idea of a reboot though, because I do like third person shooters. Uh, and depending on how they go with it, I'd like the idea of it definitely with what they could do. I'd like to see if nothing else, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of SOCOM coming back in a division style like game. Um, uh, not so that'll, that, that'll be interesting. Um, not that everybody would necessarily agree with that. I'm sure there's people that just want traditional SOCOM. But uh, I yeah. think there's ways that they can make SOCOM feel new and fresh for some people who don't believe that the original idea can be done right uh, by letting it kind of blend in with what the division's done with third-person shooters with this always online thing. Now, it of course, it can still be traditional military style. That's fine. I don't really see why there'd be any reason that wouldn't work. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, what well, else we got uh, here? we had... Um... Oh, yeah.
0: Alabama Alabama Gamers. Gamers. He said, I'm interested in what you guys think are the best deals for Black Friday, since it's next Friday. I really try not to buy games after August in preparation for the sales as it makes my gaming dollar stretch further. In response, uh, Scott Fontana said, by far the best game for your buck is Injustice 2 for $14 from GameStop. Although that was a May game, so maybe you have it. I have a holiday gift guide pinned to my local feed if you want more recommendations. I briefly checked it out. Uh, I do recommend you guys check it out, too. He's Quite a good list. But, um, you know, not really a Black Friday person. Uh, I know that the VR is going to be on sale for 300 which I think is a cool price.
1: That's a good move, I think. Um, yeah. With all the stuff going on and all the big games coming for it in the coming months. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a really cool move on them, and it's affordable enough.
0: Yeah. And other than that, like... I really uh,
1: Assassin's Creed at Best Buy I think is going to be $35 which is impressive because the game just came out and it's been doing well.
0: Well, and Sony has like a sale right, going on literally right, right now, now, now for that, PS Plus users that and- has one or has uh Assassin's Creed for 30 bucks too. It's yeah, like see, that, that's, a good, that, I mean, that's a good deal um,
1: for newer games. Now, I get where he's going. It's actually a really smart thing to do if you, if you do have to be a little more money conscious with your gaming or if you just like being money conscious in general and you don't really need to, but you want to wait and save. That's smart. I don't think I would have been able to even pull that off this year because I'm already behind on stuff I want to play.
0: I still got to get through Persona 5. Like, that's my I have to do by the end of the year. That oh, yeah, and near Amada.
1: Amada, How do I do that?
0: Yeah, on <laughs>
1: Uh, Uh, automata it's automata yeah i hate when people say automata i do too i'm like god it's automaton is the word that you would think about the the pronunciation of it and we Uh, did have a
0: we did have another question he may have deleted it um so i'll go ahead because i remember what it was but it's not there anymore uh
1: he tweeted it to us as a completely separate thing oh yeah you come come about sean no fate and i have nope oh what are you talking about then
0: uh let me look real quick um just to double check because it was actually an interesting question we don't um we don't mind personal questions on these things like favorite food, you know stuff like that. We started the whole uh question thing and um what we've been playing to kind of let you guys know in on our personal kind of lives just not limited to playstation and or uh video games. I don't see where it was, but it was sir herps. Mm What's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he he asked, you know, what do we do? uh, Like, what do we work? uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Where
1: did you see that? So, uh,
0: I don't know. I can't find it. So, I don't know if it got deleted or if I just can't find it. But, um uh, basically, yeah, he was wanting to know what our professions are in real life. And
1: he said, make something up, make something up. Uh, I'm not going
0: to, I'm not going to make something up, but I am going to be very vague about it because I do know my company has a really strict policy about, um, any kind of social media and announcing where we work. But I work for a pharmacy now, Brett, I don't know about you. Cause yours is kind of a personally own thing. owned thing, own like family kind of business, but at the same time,
1: no, I don't care. Okay, I work for a place called Leadwell, and they—I started on out there. They actually make like farm trucks and farm equipment that's custom made, and they're really big uh, guys. Got a lot of money He's big He has a lot of presence Throughout the country For people who need farm stuff If
0: you're ever on like A, a highway And you look it, at a diesel truck You it, can look at it And no, so, most of the time The mud flaps And other parts of the truck Will have lead well on yeah,
1: them Yeah Or if it's like A water truck Which is like a big barrel Train yeah. truck And stuff like that But yeah We do. We sell stuff like uh, Mud flaps and stuff like that uh, But he bought out A company called Office Source That was going under And whenever I was Working for him For about a year A little over a year uh, They liked me so much that so they decided To move me up Into that company because they needed somebody for their logistics on the furniture side. So that's what I do. I do uh, I'm do i head logistics for furniture for Leadwell Office Solutions. It's not extremely fun. Uh, they're moving me up into sales or at least trying to transition me to that. So I'm doing sales at the same time right now. Um, so it's not extremely fun, but I make good money. Um, if it wouldn't have been for, for my wife wanting to go back to college, we'd be doing really well because she made pretty good money where she worked, but she wanted to go back to college and switch career fields. But we still do okay. It's not putting us in any kind of financial straits. Uh, it just means I have to be a little more careful occasionally about getting really dumb about my spending, but and don't let the, don't let what they say about money go
0: deep because I have now seen where I can have all the money in the world, I never have time to play video games. Don't you agree?
1: Oh yeah, you talking about? It's it. like we we, we in both the pursuit of making sure you make enough money, you lose out on being able to play video games to an extent. Yeah, because like, but we, don't be wrong. I, I make it. That's that's me. I don't watch very much TV. Yeah, me neither. I I mean, I I would argue that you watch more TV than I do, and I know you don't watch a lot. No, Um, yeah,
0: I I watch – TV shows more than anything. Uh, And
1: and you're you're also more of a cinephile than I am. You like movies a lot more than I do, typically. You go out of your way to watch movies more often. There's a million movies you've asked me, like, hey, have you watched this? And I'm like, nope. So, I mean, it is what it is. I like movies. I don't have anything against them. It's just my main form of consumption of, like, entertainment is done through gaming. Instead of watching TV, my stories come from video games That's why I very much like narrative-driven games. That's where my pull is because... I feel like I get the stories that I love that are great out of video games instead of TV. Yeah. Uh, and that works a little bit better because you get them in a more or less self-contained instead of having to wait once a week to watch TV. I hate that. When I do watch TV, I binge watch. And it's Netflix, that's, Hulu. That's,
0: yeah, that's pretty much what I am. I, if I watch TV, it's one show and it's every it's all of it. And yeah, when we're done, we move on to something else. Me
1: me, and Netflix came to a seven-year ending um, due, due to the removal it? of How I Met Your Mother. You,
0: oh, um, are, you, are you serious? Are you actually going to cancel it? <laughs> I already canceled it.
1: Are you serious? Absolutely. So what do you do now, Hulu? Hulu, because oh. Hannah has it. And How I Met Your Mother is apparently on Hulu, uh, but so is Drake and Josh, and that's important to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ken and show. Kel was on Hulu last time I had um, it, too, which I is think another, it still is. It has is a lot of great stuff. Uh, it has that, and they, they've added Boy Meets World, and now that I've seen that, apparently How I Met Your Mother is on there, I'm all good, because I was freaking out. like I was like, how am I going to watch Slapsgiving on Thanksgiving without Netflix having my show? Get a better taste in TV but if, <laughs> Hey, you hush your dirty mouth, sir. <laughs> Man, I just,
0: I'm mad that Netflix removed Scrubs, but even then, when it oh, was no. on and Netflix- and they're removing Always Sunny. It wasn't Scrubs. Huh? I said, even though when it was on Netflix, it wasn't really Scrubs, because it didn't have the soundtrack, the right soundtrack. Well,
1: no, but it, it did for the majority of the time it was on there. It was only right before they removed it that they did that. It was only on there for like eight months. Color correction of this camera is
0: different. My hands look or my hand looks super orange for some reason.
1: Maybe my screen, um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, but- um. Yeah, I use Amazon now mainly. No, Amazon no, I, I and uh, it, you get like a discount on HBO Go with Amazon. So we have HBO Go, Amazon, and Netflix, and that takes care of everything. Like we watched John Wick Two last night; and it was great. Fell asleep. Let's like, don't watch Andy. enough TV
1: for that to matter. Hannah gets Spotify and Hulu for five dollars a month because she's a student. That's uh, bad. So uh, me canceling Netflix, I don't even have to pay for anything.
0: But since <laughs> I couldn't find the the tweet or whatever, um I don't know what happened to it. If you deleted, it shouldn't worry about it. But um. Yeah, it's uh, he he mentioned something like uh, how we used to say that now that we can afford it all, like this is what we do or something. Yeah, I, I'm taking. It and off. I've been
1: in the same position for four years, or yeah. in the same position for three and a half years actually. And I've, I've been in with the, the same company for,
0: for almost five years. Yeah, uh, January will be my five my fifth year being there. Um, yeah, but yeah, like for those that that really want to like grind out their life and and make all that like extra money, and then. You're not like you're not gonna have time to do everything you want. Um, yeah, enjoyment some, starts to go a little yeah. bit. Down. I mean, don't
1: I'm wrong. I like my company. I make a lot of money, and there's right. And there's, like, there's good options for a career where I work. Yeah, and it's better than it's better than. I mean, I much prefer what I do to yours. because it's yeah, it's your plastic schedule. I don't yeah, like customers that. every day and stuff. But
0: um, see, I just. If you're listening and you're maybe a younger person, don't try to rush into like being stable. Because I would argue that me, me, uh, our two families together, we're pretty like we're off. We're we're, we have our stuff together for adults our age. Yeah, like we're really like I think we're we're really well off the stuff for our age group. Um, but to get there can be stressful and you don't always have time to do everything you want, which is why you hear give st- yourself a little time to be, yeah, young. it's just uh, one of those life lessons that you pick up. I would agree with that. Cause
1: I mean, I don't know if you know, I'm 24 and saw so you're 26, 26. So yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, being 24, I do feel like I have my life put together more than some, but I would argue that maybe they still have more fun with their life than I get to, but yeah. I do what I can. And I mean, I do have a child. I have more responsibility than even you do in that, oh, yeah, in that sense. Yeah. And I have a wife, but you're almost there. um, so, engaged, I mean, it is what it is. It's not a huge deal to be married. One it's day. just, you know, I mean, it, it's an interesting thing. I think sometimes allowing yourself to be young for a little bit longer, it has its advantages uh, and don't rush into relationships and stuff like that. I love my wife. I have no problem. We, we've, we've been together for seven years. So, yeah. I mean, it's not something weird. We've only been married for two now. Yeah. Or our, going, about to be two. So it's not like a, something we rushed into.
0: But. Yeah. And see me and me and Annie, we've been together seven years as of last Sunday, whatever the 12th was on.
1: Yeah. Cause yours is like right behind ours.
0: Something like that, yeah, because we, we we got, we started dating on 11 12 and Skyrim came out on 11 11.
1: Yeah. So, me, and, me and Hannah started dating on two days I'll never forget 3210. 3210, oh, which is just, weird, right? That's cheating. Um, Real easy to remember, so...
0: But anyways, for those there that are here listening to us about video games, we'll stop talking about our personal lives, but yeah... Personal lives are overrated. uh, If you ever uh, ever see us talk about, uh, or post or whatever for the question you want to ask us, don't ever limit it to video games if you don't want to. If you want to know things about our personal life or our opinions on other matters try not to do politics that's the one that i don't want to get into because i don't like politics at all i just
1: what do you mean
0: <laughs> i just don't like i don't like talking about politics i don't care for politics it's just a web of a disaster but yeah if you want to know like our favorite foods you know whatever you know our favorite movies favorite you know whatever you want to hear just ask us we'll uh, we'll never bite
1: Okay, well, saw, But for the most part, people are here to hear about our opinion on video games and just hear us talk out of our butts for a couple hours. That's true. My butt uh, And we also big. like y'all's opinions. So what I first want to do is go into the overarching topic of this. And there's one thing I want to actually, I want to interject real quick, actually before we go into it. I forgot that we were going to do this. Uh, no Fate, Mr. Sean, uh, he messaged us on Twitter. He added us, or whatever you want to call that. He direct. Uh, straight, whatever. What are you talking about? He did some stuff. I don't know if you saw, but no fake, in our DMs? But, yeah. Look, he says... Go find him. He did didn't, he didn't hop in our DMs, though. It's, he, he, or he, he just communicated over He just, us. Yeah, he just added us in his uh in, in a tweet. And what he's talking about is what we mentioned about games development costs being high. So, here's... Oh, Lord. I got Twitter jumping around on me. Let me see if I can find this. Um,
0: yeah, because I, I am actually unsure. I actually... Um, Nofe is one of our uh,
1: our good boys, as I like to call it long one time, of our, one long of our, time
0: listener. One, long time friend
1: and um, Hey here it is. Here it is. Um they said Triangle Squared, hi guys, suggest a topic for the next podcast. Have games really become too expensive to make? If so, why? And then he has little parts where he where he wonders, he says, Are studios too obsessed with visuals, power? Are gamers too custom to sales expectations? Are loot crates really necessary? What needs to change? And then what he does is he actually includes some information in here about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which at the time was one of the highest known games budget-wise. Um, and going into it, and I couldn't go into it, uh, the game took roughly 40 to $50 million to develop the game, but then what, by the time that you put in di- the distribution and uh, marketing, the game got up above $200 million. Um, So
0: I didn't even see this tweet. It was two days ago.
1: Yeah. So anyway, uh, I like that, and I get where he was going. And he says right here uh, in a separate tweet, just to help explain why I'm using Modern Warfare 2 as an example. The game had no microtransactions or loot crates, and when games generally had an average budget of forty to sixty thousand dollars, this went far beyond that budget, proving great games generate great profits without the need of loot crates. Uh, So I I, I like everything he's saying, and this obviously is in in response to last week's episode. Uh, Right. I wanted to spend a little bit of time on that because there is no surefire answer. I think that's going to be the first thing I want to say is that there is no one answer. Uh, Gaming has gotten bigger than ever, though, is kind of where it comes into, and with that size comes a lot more variety, but with that variety also becomes a need for mainstream games to push out in a way that still manages to pull people in because as an industry, we do have to stay alive, and that only happens with growth, but growth in terms of gamers also represents growth in terms of cost of production, right, needing, money. needing to make more of a game to be able to afford getting it out to the people who, who can potentially buy it. All these things that go into it. Now, of course we don't see what the back end is on a lot of things, but I want to take a, I want to kind of go through a couple of his points. Are studios too obsessed with visuals and power um, to an extent? Yes, but I don't think that that's also just the studios. I also think that is gamers, uh, definitely console gamers well, I say that actually, definitely, PC gamers, which have bled down into console gamers from the ending of the PS3 360 gen, when all all console gamers were getting told us how bad our games looked in comparison to PC. So, what has happened is that culture around gaming has become very obsessed with visuals and power. And of course, when a game looks good, feels good, has great animations, the characters you really feel like you can feel the emotion in them, it does help create more of a bond and more of a connection in ways. Uncharted would not have become what Uncharted was and that would be, would not be as big as it was if it wasn't pushing the technological boundaries. That's a very important thing to say and that series is big today for a reason. It was big back then for a reason. It did what it needed to to hit the goal and the image that they were trying to create. That was their setup. On this particular topic, where do you feel? Because I have one more thing about it that I want to go into, but where do you stand on on developers being obsessed with graphics and visuals I think it's more of a demand. I I, I think that. Exactly. It's an easy demand as in what people what gamers expect.
0: Yeah, it's an easy thing to market, but I think it's marketed because people want to see it. But at the same time, you know, I would tell you right now that games like Shovel Knight, you know, it may be a crisp game, but the art style is something that's not new. Um, And it's a fantastic game. But I can see that like the 14 year olds, 15 year olds, 16 year olds. Uh, they'll certainly say to other ones, like, you know, this game looks better. Why are you playing that garbage? And, you know, because that's just experience of me growing
1: up. Which is a sentiment that I don't agree with either. But, I mean, we're well, yeah, on power.
0: It's, just, it's more using it to insult the other person, in a sense, sure. more than the game. Sure. I think is what it comes from. But, um, to me, I think that there are industry standards. And I think we've hit almost a wall, which is what I'll go into in a little bit in our main topic but I think that the industry standard now is 1080p, and I don't think it's going to become 4K at least for another two years is when 4K will be a household resolution. I think that, and that's that the earliest. I don't think that 4K is going to, ju- like, many people are buying it, sure. Don't fall for the cheap 4K TVs that are going to be on sale for Black Friday either. Get a good reputable brand, Sony or Samsung. Um but, or Vizio, whatever. Or Vizio. They're, they're, yeah, they're there's, there's multiple. Yeah, don't just go, do research. don't go that's and get one like called Dim Dim Mark 4K or something. Don't don't do that because uh, you're not going to have a good quality TV. But I think that when 4K becomes a thing, D- that,
1: don't do it just to be part of the 4K movement. Right. Yeah. That, that, do, it, do it. because
0: you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that we've hit an industry standard where it is almost there's almost nothing else you can market nowadays. Other than buzzwords. And those buzzwords just happen to be at this time and place. 1080p or 60 or 4K. So. It is curious to how it's going to change. In the next coming years. But. But. Another thing to look at using Modern Warfare as an example is that that game had no motion capture, I'm pretty sure. That was all done digitally.
1: I don't think it did either, but that was before. I mean, Uncharted was still pretty groundbreaking in doing motion capture, at least one to one, where it was motion capture and voice capture at the same time.
0: Yeah, and Uh, facial capture. You know, facial. Like, I'm sure that Modern Warfare had motion capture in the sense of it had people doing animations for, you know, the things, but not motion capture with the I really don't know that's a a good question I'm not sure Uh, I do know that that adds an exceptional amount of money to a budget when you do that and that's how most games are now so it's still nuts to me that games cost the same as they did a decade ago and it's a much better quality of a game
1: that's what I say too is that a lot of people go are they too what what's interesting is that while the budgets are so much higher they have. They actually more studios are going out of their way to price their games in a way they feel is more fit to what the product is. And even
0: some of them, like Hellblade, are forty, $40. dollars. Yeah.
1: Hellblade, independent. But let's go after somebody who's a little bit bigger. Okay, like. Crash. There's no reason that the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy couldn't have been $60, and, but I think that they went more to their benefit to go, more people are more likely to buy this at $40, and we stand to gain more money by making the game more affordable. Yeah. And making it more accessible. Yeah, and see, like that- and that's, Ratchet and Clank shared the same thing. Ratchet and Clank was yeah. $40. dollars they Smart. Nat Get 2. Um, NAC 2 didn't see sales benefits from it because they gave the game away for free well, in an accident, but- yeah. Still, but one of those games. We're seeing those- them not afraid to explore different price points. Sometimes even cheaper than what games have traditionally been.
0: Well, see, my curiosity is is that next gen games are going to be 70 dollars, maybe. I don't see. I don't think so. It depends, though. Like, I don't. I, if you start making actual four K games with four K textures and not just the interloping, um, or even just like the uh, what's it called that the PS4 does.
1: Oh yeah, um, checkerboarding. Checkerboarding. And- um, those games are going to be cheap. And they're going to be huge in well, file size. you don't know. The file size is more than anything. That's a big deal. And we're seeing that with Xbox One X right now. Yeah. Uh, people are talking about that That games are taking twice as long to install. Of course, yeah. And I don't think people realize that textures add a lot to downloads. Yeah, they do. They do. And it's, uh, not,
0: it's no fault. Like, I saw somebody blaming the Xbox One X for having huge games. Not Microsoft's fault. It's what people wanted. That's the consequences that come with 4K textures. It's a huge game. And followed.
1: internet's not at a point to where it can quickly install those or download them. Definitely because a lot of them are patches.
0: Well, and something one game that just came out had the regular game downloaded and then the 4K textures separately. Exactly. What, what game it's, was that? Do you remember? A,
1: a lot of the games have been doing that because um, it's easier for them to do. Yeah. Uh, a, it, a lot of games have been, and then there's other games like Forza. Uh, I, I think it's Forza because Forza Seven's already out, right? It was already out.
0: Yeah, Forza 7 is the one with the micro. And it may have... real bad micro. It may
1: have shipped on it, but there's, there's... I know for a fact that there are games that are coming out. Like Gears of War is getting a 4K patch, but it's huge. I mean, like 30 gigs patch.
0: Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And that's just to make it look pretty. Like, that's not... That probably does not have so, content.
1: I mean, yeah. Studios are obsessed with visuals and powers, but they're only obsessed with it, A, because as a technological person, when you're messing with technology... Getting to that next step and them seeing it and knowing what they can do with it from a creating standpoint, it's exciting to them. Of course they're going to be obsessed with power. Seeing what they can force this little console to squeeze out in terms of power is exciting to them. That's one thing. B, it's that the the consumers want it. The The majority of the consumers have hit the point where at least the vocal... Part of the consumer base is saying, "This is what we want. We want power. Power. I mean, you know, we want power and graphics." Now, of course, here's what I'll say: The Last of Us, fantastic, beautiful game. Nothing about The Last of Us is suddenly worse if the game is mm-hmm. not pretty. But tell me, but the game being pretty, it, it adds helps. to it. Yeah, it adds that immersion. Because, it's still a great game. Yeah, it's just that does that that gives it that extra edge. It's just a thing that we've come to to where. And I do think industry standards set some of it. But on the second side of that, my other argument with that, and I think Demand. that you would be, well, my other argument against the opposite is that there are games coming out that do not worry about visuals or power near as much. Near Automata being a perfect example. It's a pretty enough game, but they don't worry about every single person looking fantastic. A couple of the really small NPCs that don't matter look like PS like look like look mid-gen PS3 NPCs because it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, dude, all of Final Fantasy fourteen looks like, like high or like gen ps3 you know pretty ps3 yeah and the characters look great they, they look uh, at least animation in, in animation but um yep, that games smooth. a blast yeah like it, it uh, it's amazing but it does that look game as had a high budget, budget but I mean it's if we're also talking an MMO. about
1: budgets are everywhere right now. Nobody expected near to be this success. And people are looking at, go. how can near be considered a success with 2 million sales? And I'm like, they considered it a wild success with 1 million sales. And it's because of expectations versus budget. When they go to budget a game out, they're looking, they're going, what do we expect this game to sell? If we expect this game to sell this much, then this is the budget. We want to allow it, to make sure that we at least recoup our, our budget that we put into it. Right. So when, when Nier surpasses that by far, and Nier was a huge surprise. People have been saying a lot of things like, "Why well, it didn't come to Xbox. We're mad. Like, that was a guy on Twitter or something like that. And I'm like, I'm sorry and I understand that, but I'm going to be honest with you for a second. Nier and the Guard universe are small games. They have never traditionally sold very well. They've only gotten – there's a core group of people that have a very uh, – what are they? um Niche it's nice, but what's it like a, a cult following? Yeah. It's like his, Yoko Taro has a cult following of people who like, who enjoy his games. Nier Automata is the first time they've seen this kind of victory, even though it's a game of no different quality than what he's been doing from a writing standpoint. And of course, platinum being behind it makes the game more of like, again, it's visually a little bit better than typical with him. Uh, though still not just amazing heads above it's, it's a pretty enough game. It looks fine, yeah. uh, but the combat being there is a little bit better, but this is a big win for them, but that was not expected. They were not going to release this game on Xbox, which is a console. That's not traditionally seen very well. Sales of niche JRPG games, right? And wouldn't have sold in Japan at all. They're trying to minimize risk. That's what happens. Budgets are also based off of what the games are, but near Automata was so surprising to people because of what it was and how well it did expectations between gamers and publishers, not even developers, uh, publishers expect these big games like call of duty to be the sales p- things. And, and they really, it's about what they expect it to make money. My wise off of what the budget in turn was. So yes, modern warfare may uh, cost them 200 million overall to get out for out of the door. So bam, there we go. That's it. And they made a billion dollars. That's great. They expect that. Square Enix does not look at near Automata and go, "Okay, well we're going to give you this much budget, but we're going to make eight times that budget and be fine." Right, and I and no one knows the budget of Nier Automata. Literally, near Automata with two million sales could could have made ten times more than what the budget was back, right. yeah, which well. is great, but. There's way too much to go into it. So going back into our loot crates necessary, loot crates are going to be a thing that you only see in these big mainstream games like overwatch, like star Wars, like assassin's Creed. You're seeing them as a way to supplement more value in once the game is already into the hands of into about as many people as it's going to get into. It's a way to see recurring money come in from a game to where again, the, when they can find ways to implement this and make money off of this, all this is, is again is risk a diversion. You're just diverting more risk by making sure that you have some kind of contingency plan to continue making money. So I mean would you agree with that? So I mean of course there's well, there's like, a responsibility to it. You don't want to go crazy with it. My you,
0: whole my whole thing is is that yeah, here it is right here. EA earned one point eight six one point six eight billion dollars in microtransactions in twenty seventeen. Do you know how much they made total? Let me find it. It's like two point nine. Billion, yeah, they made half of their entire revenue in microtransactions, yeah. So that's that, what I mean. Why it's why it's becoming to them, and it, yeah.
1: The, and again, are they necessary? I think they're necessary for, for studios to want to take risk. In other areas, because if they can make money off of these big franchises and continue to bring money in, they have more reasons to give small budgets to more interesting Two point, games. Yeah, $2.87 uh, billion billion. is what they were. And then the other thing uh, is is that it gives them a little more freedom to go, okay, well, if we can find ways to keep making money off of this, we don't have to worry about letting other games be a jeopardy. Uh, I think that Bethesda has a little bit of this, even though with ma- microtransactions being out there. It's interesting that Bethesda keeps letting these games, they have Skyrim, which is the sales juggernaut, but they've made enough money to continue to take more creative risk. And I think that regardless of where Bethesda stands, a lot of people, and sometimes the games come out in weird states and sometimes they're not reviewed very well. Sometimes they don't sell very well. Happened with Dishonored 2, it was a great game. Happened with Wolfenstein. I mean, uh, from what I've seen, it's happened with Wolfenstein to an extent. Happened with Evil Within. All these games are objectively fine they don't, they look and run at least okay it seems at, at launch but they're not selling very well but at least bethesda as a publisher i'm respecting the ability for them to take a creative risk because they have something that's financially helping them out sony does the same thing with these smaller games um like gravity rush it was right. a risk and they're probably not going to put another one out but they did too they did the franchise well and they realized gamers liked it um what needs to change uh
0: microtransactions and here's here here's here's how it works so microtransactions need to change if you are loot boxes it depends loot boxes really but microtransaction is a whole business model here is what i think works really well of course i don't have you know any experience in marketing or business but nor
1: do we know what the what they're expecting versus what they're getting back in from it. We don't know any of that.
0: But yeah, if microtransactions slash loot boxes, if they're keeping the prices of the games low, if they're keeping them 60 bucks, I'm for them to an extent. um,
1: So where the microtransaction supplements them being, not having to raise raise the price. price.
0: Yeah, because that would really take out some people from being able to play those games period uh, for those who are on tight income. Now, they need to change in the sense of that there is no upgrades of any kind. It all needs to follow the Overwatch business model where it's all only cosmetics. And it's like Overwatch where every time you level up in the game or, you know, do this hoo-ha, do this objective, whatever you want to
1: do, you get a loot box. I will say this, and I, you can say more about it because I've, I've never been part of it, Destiny. In Destiny 1, you could buy a thing to completely level your subclass. Right. Do you feel like that's not good? I didn't feel like that affected anything really. No, because here's the thing is that did you uh, know it, that it's it's a bad thing? No, no, no,
0: no that didn't really hurt anything because the Okay, but it, that's
1: not cosmetic. That's where I'm saying. So because we,
0: Destiny's PVP and all that did was save that person time in a in a already cooperative game and it released so late in the life cycle that the hardcore people who bought the game already were already at that level. So it was a catch-up tool. It Released to allow people to catch up for people who did not have time to play the game hardcore enough to catch up to people who are currently playing. So when Taken King came out and all these changes were made, and then the game was brought back into the limelight, people who just started would have to play for forty, fifty hours to catch all the way back up to level forty again, you know, or people with tight schedules. So that allowed them to catch up.
1: So are you it, okay with that? Those it didn't ideas add.
0: Things? It didn't add anything to a competitive sense. Okay, I mean that's what I'm saying. Because but see, but so, but that's, you're that's, saying all all deals well, or all I'm thinking, transactions I'm, thinking, I'm thinking mainly for like pvp style games okay because the only thing that could have affected in destiny is iron banner but here's the catch with iron banner all that stuff's all about your light level plus the guns you use. that wouldn't have affected that at all I think that things like that and wow does that um I want to say warframe does a version of that of some sort I could be wrong on that um but destiny 2 is a good example though because destiny 2 does have those little upgrades about where uh you know Technically, you could buy them. You're not buying them outright. Like you're not specifically purchasing them. You're purchasing a Bright Ingram, which is like a loot box you gives you purchasing the, option to the give chance them. to get them. Right, like a loot box. I think that in in terms like that, Bungie should be really or Activision should be really transparent on what and how. Excuse me, how fast those upgrades work? Because I've seen videos from one person saying that if you equip a grenade uh, recharge rate on all your armor, that your grenade recharge is only 3 seconds faster. I've seen one person say it's only 1 second, like 87 milliseconds faster. So it's like, that's not going to affect gameplay at all. However, it does affect multiplayer to a sense of where if you're fighting against people in that 1 second, it could mean something. But you'll never know that is what affected it. Because you don't know what they're wearing. And even if you go into there and stuff, you just wasted more time looking at it than it took to kill you with that 1 second. My thing is, is that microtransactions need to be into a fair and balanced, a a pretty much fair and balanced system that would incorporate themselves across, if they're going to be with whatever games, every game have the same or similar system. Almost a regulation that game companies could do, like Sony maybe put out a regulation of here's what you can and can't do, Um, because... When I watched the Battlefront video of Battlefront Two, and the dude literally couldn't have people lock onto him because of a card he had. That's yeah. that's oh, 2 O P, and people. But like,
1: that that's that's suppressing a free market. That won't happen, right? Just well, just yeah. to, I mean, yeah, because well, and, I mean, and I don't necessarily agree that I think it should. I, I think idealistically, it just, it, 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 it stands it, to help, but it's kind of what
0: we said last episode, where it says such every game, every loot box, every system, it's also greatly different upon each game. That it's too hard to say a generalizing yeah. answer.
1: Oh, and I think just in general, you can't have them come down and say you can't be. I mean, you can because it's their clothes. It's their ecosystem. But it would it would only stand to hurt Sony. They'd lose money from the game not coming out on their console if Microsoft, say, I mean, let EA, them do it. You know what I mean? i say EA
0: doesn't sound like they're making a whole lot of money right now anyways. I don't
1: know. It's a weird situation. But, I mean... Are, are loot crates really necessary? No, but I think that they have a way to... And actually, saw so it's funny that you bring up the point of them being able to subsidize the cost of not having to raise... Letting budgets continue to rise, but not having to raise the cost yeah. of the actual game so that more people can buy it, but then there are people who will automatically just put more money into it, and it only is a way for them to do that. It's a way for them to continue to support a game that they enjoy when they do have the wallet to support it.
0: See, my, my dream ecosystem of a game would be something like... I'll use, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a title that I could use that would be appropriate. No, don't worry. Um, Halo. Game one. Your game <laughs> one. You know, like, let's say if game one came out and they had a loot box system, but it had Overwatch's loot box system. So here we go. It, it is only cosmetics. Fine with that. So I'll be completely okay with that multiplayer. No season passes should
1: ever be implemented.
0: Do you remember when Sony said going into this generation that they wouldn't allow season passes? Now they are.
1: I didn't think that they said they wouldn't allow season passes. No, yeah, they said they would not. I thought not. it was online passes were going to go away.
0: Um, I thought I remember reading. I remember I do know they said online passes. Uh, online because passes don't exist. Got, yeah, because somebody got mad that they said that. And then I remember that they opened up Last of Us on PS3. And they had online pass. I was like, well, you say they're not going to do it now, but here it is now. Here it is in this. Because uh, this was before PS4 ever happened. Yeah, But... um. Season Passage should never exist. And if they do exist, you better be getting almost a whole entire game worth of content when you ba- when you win. Well, it depends on what it is. I mean, because what about Destiny? What do you mean? What about Destiny season Pass? I don't agree with that I don't have the Destiny season pass. Unless it came with Collector's Edition, I downloaded it that way. I did because I'm gonna I'm gonna judge each expansion that comes out and is it worthy of 40 okay, months? Okay,
1: no, yeah, I get uh, you. Yeah, and that's how they should all be done. Season pass is just a way to save money, and if you think you'll like it, you but trust see, the you're, studio. You're, here's the problem, though: is oh, once you
0: pay for that season pass, and let's say that they're working on the last one, they get so many to buy the season pass at launch. How do we not know that they're not going to release that? Or like Grand Theft Auto did? How do we like so many people bought that game and then? The whole multiplayer thing, people started buying all the shark cards, and then how do we really know that Grand Theft didn't just not release a single-player DLC because they saw how well multiplayer was doing? Uh, it could be one of those deciding factors for a company of that, like...
1: I see what you mean, because it's not... because there's it's no not way for them ...to be transparent, but I yeah. think that we've seen games do it in a weird way where uh, we do have a complete roadmap right now, or at least a very good roadmap of what's going on with uh, Shadow of Mordor's DLC, uh, and yeah, that and game's only that, been out for a month, but if they, they've already that. said... November, you get one that's a, a Nemesis system, uh, basically a, a DLC. Then you get another Nemesis system DLC in uh, December. January doesn't get anything, but February gets a new story DLC. And then May, uh, March, or no, May gets a story DLC.
0: See, now that, that's, I like that. But see, the thing is. But that's that a roadmap,
1: I- and I think that, you know, Destiny gave that with the first game. You remember them saying, "Here's our roadmap," and they even said this Cabal DLC will be out two years after the game launches. And then, of course, what do we see as a Cabal DLC? It's actually just Destiny Two.
0: I don't remember them saying. I don't remember that roadmap at all.
1: Me and Donovan had this conversation not long ago. I remember uh, them like having an overall. They were saying there's the going the to games. be a there's going to be a big Cabal DLC where the Cabal or the Focus, and it was going to release about two years, two to three years into the game's life cycle, Destiny One's ten year cycle. This is when they were still acting like. They were still yeah, wording it about a 10 year cycle. like Destiny One was going to be a game that just stuck around for ten years, and then they said this, is, and they had a little bit of a roadmap for like the first two, two to three well, years. And
0: I, I don't remember them saying Destiny One specifically, though. Uh, I just they thought just said Destiny. They just I kept thought they saying were talking about Destiny that as a game series,
1: but they never worded it right.
0: I don't know. I see. I, we're moving too only, far away from the point. But, but one you thing and I mean, the only in, people that thought that because everybody knew
1: Bungie from Halo, and knew it was going to be a game series. I well, you don't know because Activision has a little more control over that anyway. No, not creative control. Well, no, but they control over whether or not it becomes a sequel or not. Uh, Ultimately, I, I guarantee you that uh, activation is yeah. the one that goes, we want it to be a brand new I don't know about game. that. Uh,
0: but yeah, that would be my thing is like, cosmetic only. If you have a season pass, be transparent about what it is and have it worth it. If season pass and why we were season passes, one's 50 bucks or 40 bucks, right? Remember seeing $29 for some, $24 for some, 40 bucks. Season pass for World War II, $50. $10 cheaper than a full game. That's crazy. Am I going to get almost a full game sledgehammer? Because if I don't, then what's the point of me paying $50? Well, it depends. Some
1: people, some people buy the $60 game just to play multiplayer.
0: That's what I'm saying, is that so if, am it, I going to get $50 worth of content, or am I going to get um, two map packs here or two map packs there? I don't know. A that's loot a box, question. ten loot boxes for free here? Like, no.
1: That's I want to be transparent about what I'm getting. Okay. The last thing I want to mention, because you've loosely mentioned the game, but we're talking about our games really that expensive to make? Uh, I just want to throw this game out there, and it is a very – it's, it's like the worst of the worst examples because it's going to the exact height. Uh, but 2013, Grand Theft Auto V, its development cost, uh, development cost. It's like $137 million. Million. Yeah. The game used $128 million in marketing for a total cost of $265 million. Right. They made that back in shark cards alone. And yeah, yeah. that's you know, the yeah. best selling game but, of all time. But, but let's talk about this. Yeah. And it, of course it strung, It swung in their direct du- swung in their favor by right. and far, but this is a game, you know, you're talking about that was in 2013. The development budget was that high of a game that had been in development for probably five years. Games are expensive to make now. Another high example, just cause I thought it was interesting to kind of do this. Um, Another high example: Star Wars: The Old Republic from BioWare cost two hundred million to develop. Two hundred million. Max Payne Three, another Rockstar game, which they have high budgets typically.
0: De- developments. Do that, does that does that include
1: licensing costs? Uh, if there is licensing, I would imagine okay. It I guarantee does. you that's what probably had a lot
0: to pay in royalties with Star Wars. Maybe that's a lot of money for that game.
1: Well, I, but I don't know if they pay licensing costs can, since they're the ones that have a contract. Oh uh, well, they
0: were Lucas Arts, weren't they? Lucas Films Game Studio. Uh,
1: well, yeah, Lucas Arts published it, so Lucas they were they were making some of the money back. Yeah. Um. they, well, they published it with EA, uh, but Rockstar did Max Payne Three for 105 million. Again, that's a game from 2012. All I'm saying is that games are more expensive now than they've ever been. I would like to see what like Uncharted 4's budget was. I'm sure it was really high. These oh, games yeah. do have to find a way to make money back. But I want to go off to the little to the actual main topic, I guess, even though that's actually been a pretty long one. Um, and so we have some people on Twitter that said some stuff. So I want to hop on that real quick because I know Wait, you've already closed yours. Is it uh, questions? No, regarding the actual main topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got way off. Oh, look, hold on. Shuriko asked us, do you guys take a drink snack when you sit down to a game session? For me, I have a bottle of Dr. Pepper Pepsi or a coffee when I know I'm going to be left alone for a few hours. Shuriko, I normally don't do anything. I don't normally eat when I'm playing games or anything. But if I do randomly have a drink, it just depends on what's going on. I mostly drink water at home these days, but uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel is back out. So I've been drinking those while I've been gaming. Is it really? Yeah. You're kidding No, I brought – do you not see the can right there? Uh, Behind. You just
0: pointed to something and I don't see it. No, I do. Okay, boy, I'm telling you right now, we gotta go to Walmart after this. You gotta, I gotta buy some. I gotta get a keyboard for Final Fantasy for a chat. Um, but for me, I have an L-shaped desk. I got my PS4 TV on one side. I got my monitor, my uh, computer on the other. Same I, setup. I will, uh, yeah. I'll say we both have very similar setups. I will not. I mean, I guess like when I'm in the game room in the man cave, I do eat in there. Um, but for me, typically, I will go grab, like, a pouch of tuna or some chips. Or, you know, if I go out to, like, McDonald's or something, grab dinner, I'll I'll come in. But not while I'm playing a game, really. I mean, every now and then, like, where I'm playing Destiny or something, you'll hear me snacking on chips or you'll hear me snacking on something. Uh, but if so, it's just chips. However, though, after that answer, we, oh, did, get, we did get some more.
1: We got way more questions. Yeah, 2B or not S. Oh, a uh, 2B or A2 and then someone said you forgot I mean, 9S yeah. I'll throw 9S in there but if we're just talking specifically about the females and I'm going to do that out there 2B or A2 is such a hard thing to answer but I th- 2B for the butt aesthetics I, I think I'm going to have to go 2B because I like her coldness but then her actual like the more you play the game you're like she's not cold she's just you know she's distant and the whole game's funny because it's talking about like the idea of the androids aren't supposed to have emotions but they clearly yeah. do yeah. Um, it's it's really funny. So between those two, two uh, B, I have to A two. Don't be wrong. Also my girl and really cool at the end of the game. And I'm not gonna get into that because that's I ending, haven't done it. You're yet. going into ending three at that off. point. I'm gonna go off two B and ending four. I'm not gonna go into all that. But yeah, two B for me. Uh, and as far as Nine S is concerned, if we're if we're throwing him into the mix, Nine S is awesome. And Nine X was a surprising twist as they continued to include him more in the game throughout the later endings. I saw a picture of Nine S photoshopped behind a Geek Squad counter. <laughs> it
0: was super funny. Uh,
1: I liked Nine S a lot, and I think that they did a lot of weird character development with Nine S in ways that you felt for him. But at the same time, it was like it's really taking on the the human idea and like. He was interesting. I actually, I might say that my favorite character in the whole in that whole game was Nine S by the end of it, and that's also if, if you haven't played the game, that's all the way through to the ending E, which is yeah. the final ending. So yeah. yes, Nine S is awesome. And A O Lost Light, thank you for including him back into the mix. Steve um, uh,
0: Steve Bito said, "What is your other hobby than gaming? your favorite one, uh, sleep. And if I'm not doing sleep, probably writing. If I'm not like working on like a game or anything like that." it's i'm writing or i'm thinking of a story to expand upon that i'm writing in my head or it's me actually like i have like these little journals that i write in daily uh just to keep up with like fighting writer's block because that's something i deal sure. with um that's it though
1: So yeah, we've mentioned this a little bit before uh but my other ones it's kind of a lot i mean i would say probably my main one is is writing and listening to music you know doing both um But I also have a very vested interest in just technology in general. I really like looking and keeping up with what phone technology is doing and how phones are moving forward from a technological nature. And I like seeing what Google was talking about with technologically speaking, phones are almost about to hit kind of a brick where a brick wall where they have a lot less ways to jump forward, but they have way more ways from a they have way more things from a software point of view. Features to do it uh i like that a lot
0: let me be able to squeeze my phone to bring out google Assistant's always kind of cool yeah I see, if you do that. a good
1: good software ways yeah and i do that occasionally and Lost light who threw nine s back into that last question uh from from 2b or a2 uh he or she i don't really know i apologize um what game would you pick up on only on discount to try or own example i'm not sure i'd pay full price for duke nukem but many for 99 cents uh, but maybe as well i think it meant for 99 cents i'd give it a go um there are games like that. It's actually funny. We're talking about that. One of the games I'm only going to pick up on discount will be uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 because I do want to experience the campaign. But I don't think I'll pay any more than twenty dollars for that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not uh, but I than. will buy it new. That's important. If I'm going to wait that long, I do feel like I deserve to give the development. You know, I will no, buy it new. I know me and you are different on no, that, but yeah, I don't
0: care about that at all. It, unless it's a developer I really like, the, the only thing I didn't
1: one. do is di- okay, like the division. I didn't know where I stood in the division, but I was actually thinking about just buying it digitally. But it's still 60 bucks. It's $50. Okay, it's still yeah. $50 when I can go to GameStop and get it used for $8. So, for the most part, I try and support the developers that I like, and I try and support developers in general. So, that's where I kind of stand on that
0: See, one. Yeah, I don't, I don't like EA that much, so I'm not going to pay them any money. I'll buy it, use it at GameStop for $20. But going um,
1: back to the main topic, because we can't. Well, let me ask the question. Them. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, I thought you were done.
0: Probably Ukulele. If that game was like $5 or less, I may pick it up. Oh, that's actually a good one.
1: I agree with that. Yeah. I
0: agree um,. With that. Final Fantasy was actually what I mine. I always told myself if I saw Final Fantasy 15 drop below 30, I'd buy it again, and it did, and I did. But that, you know, uh, something weird with Sony sales is we keep seeing the same games almost at the same prices every time they have a sale. Nothing new. Like like Horizon's always twenty five dollars or thirty dollars, and then Final Fantasy's always twenty five or thirty five dollars, yeah. and then we always got Battlefront discounts or Battlefield discounts. We have all kinds of things, but yeah, probably ukulele and.
1: I and I, I feel for that one. I actually think that that's a good point. Ukulele is a game that I just could not give my full attention and money when it came out because a lot. And from what I've seen, it's very light in platforming. It's not really all that hard. Uh, it's not what I like about platforming games, but real quick let's go into this main topic and this is how do you guys feel about mid-gen console upgrades and this was stems from the fact that xbox one x at least in europe and i don't i think i didn't look specifically to see if in the us but it did outsell the ps4 pro at launch in comparison uh in europe which is interesting because, of course, while Microsoft has a big foothold in Europe, PlayStation has still been winning this gen in Europe. So, interesting switch. Uh, I would be interested to see what the North American numbers were for it as well in comparison to PS4 Pro. And if it's higher or lower, or maybe even closer to equal. Uh, but I don't know about that. But he said, is that something you want to see become a permanent trend? If so, what do you want to see out of them? Let us know. That was Mr. Saul post of that. Thank you. I didn't get around to it. Uh, we had a surprising amount of answers. So Mr. Sean, no fate, his first thing, before we hop into what our thoughts are on them, he said, short answer, no, we are console gamers. Why have we become so obsessed with power visuals and frame rates, which does tie back to his thoughts and his question to us. Why has this become more important than low-cost, simple plug-and-play gaming with local multiplayer support? Everything consoles were designed for and PCs aren't. Due to the way mid-gen console has been handled, I wonder how this would affect the next console launch. Will some gamers maybe hold back from buying a PS5, or will Sony release a PS5 Pro at the same time? Also, what about another TV? I feel we've had this conversation before. Sean, we have had this conversation before in some ways. Um, I... uh, just to touch on that, I don't think that we'll see Sony do the same thing with releasing a Pro at the same time because the idea of a Pro coming way later is that costs come down. Uh, if if Xbox would have released this uh, Xbox One X alongside the original Xbox One, production cost would have been way too high. The console, if it matched the power it has today, which apparently from, uh, from something that... Uh, um, no world or whatever uh, world's, end, world's sorry, end mentioned is that, and I really meant to look into that and I totally did not get around to it is that they locked in those specs somewhere around 2012 um, for the Xbox one X, maybe a little bit later. I think it was 2012 is what he said. And I'd like to look at that on a, um, on a uh, article because it sounds interesting, but they had to wait to release this console. And I do know to an extent they do that because they wanted production costs to match a point where they can hit a price point. That's reasonable. There's no way that even people, when you're a console gamer, there's no way the Xbox One X would have been able to survive or do well or did what it did just now if it would have been any higher than five hundred dollars. I said that from original. I didn't think it. He still thought it was kind of a high price, but numbers have shown that I was wrong that it was still too high. That's good. I don't think that if that system was seven hundred dollars, you would have seen people buy it. It's too much. We saw the same thing happen with PlayStation Three. Yeah. When they had a bunch of skus and the skus went all the way up to like six hundred dollars for Which one. Is it was too much.
0: Yeah, no, no, uh, I mean, you, you're gonna get the fans like, like hardcore people are gonna buy that, not the typical homeowner, yeah, not the typical person buy it for their kid.
1: So, I mean, yeah, I, I know that we've had the conversation a couple times, but I still don't think we see a PS5 Pro release at the same time if we ever see them do it again. Um, no, and no. at least Sony is t- has completely said that they are still they are still interested in the idea of a, a traditional console generation,
0: and the casual person will always buy the cheaper one if they are that's, that's true,
1: and that's true, and that's the other thing about releasing they're going to be super powerful at once you know it's funny like they won't get really part of what you're talking about but i'm not going to get into it till we read a couple more of these is about slims and where they stand in this cycle. oh yeah because um,
0: i should have mentioned it when i wrote that tweet out but i really meant are we going to see more powerful mid-gen consoles instead of slims i knew what you meant I, I knew mean, what in you reality meant. but what does a slim do if it's a console <laughs> like it doesn't you don't yeah. unless you just move it a lot yeah. It doesn't do nothing. It looks better. Like the the last, or the second iteration of the PS3 looked light years better than both of the other ones.
1: Greg Middleton said, I've still got my launch PS4 and I'm happy with it. I'll upgrade when it dies. I know that's going to be a lot of people's sentiments. I completely understand that. Uh, and I only went up because I had the money and I ha- and I was like, if I'm going to go up, I'm going to buy the TV too. And if I can't buy the TV, there's no point in getting it. So that's why I did it. And I don't regret it. Um, Toriko said it makes the console it makes the base console cheaper, which is very important a good point. without segregating games to particular consoles. Unsure if it should be permanent or not. But he is saying that it has a positive swing to it. Yeah, and it is uh, a, and a I good agree. Point. I, it does have a positive swing, though I'm sure that there's somewhat negative connotations beside it because it does make some of the base feel left out and a little ostracized. Um, and it kind of complicates things
0: when it comes to reviews. But it
1: doesn't completely alienate those gamers by not letting them get the games, and that's right. important. Yeah, it um, still makes
0: everything accessible to everybody.
1: So. There herps uh he says if it keeps the current gen around longer I'm all for it which is interesting because a lot of people complain about last gen being too long I'm
0: one of those people I think that gen like generation should be six years I think is a sweet spot
1: I'd be interested to see that one sir herbs I, I would be weird about I don't know if I'd like it to be longer or not it depends on how much power they're able to still squeeze that's, out and that's the issue uh, well, it's, stagnating. Is a power that's what wall. it is you don't want them to stagnate you know To an extent, some games can be interesting enough that they're so interesting that they just don't worry about power and stagnation doesn't hit. But some games, it is about a technological push. So Mr. No Fate, I know, has his own thoughts on that. But Sean Santarude, congratulations on Fatherhood, buddy. I know I already told you, but I'm excited for you. I'm a dad. I like it. It's fun. Congratulations. Uh, He says, I've got a pro but don't want mid-gen upgrades to become permanent unless there's a massive jump in TV tech, which I don't think there will be. Uh, is what he said Exactly. Uh, it was all because of 4k and HDR becoming more popular and mainstream which is true that is a big part of why we saw the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X it was a way to hit that demand um, and see what they could do with that within the market Uh, Seth Mr. Saul's brother said maybe not become a permanent trend, but I believe that it's good midway point for up and coming gamers and I'm going to read a couple more after this because there was a lot of responses um it says a uh, jump in gamers will be able to jump in. Uh, once each system gets their feet on the ground, I'd like to definitely see improvements made to each system since they are now well-established. Uh, he's excited. So I, I could agree with that. Mr. Gideon, long time, long time listener who always has pretty interesting stuff to say. He went on a little tirade apparently about Avita. That kind of ties into this. He says he thinks it's applicable here. In his original tweet, he said, As much as I would love a Vita successor, I don't think there's a market for a handheld with a dedicated software library. Times have changed, and people will expect full console games on their handhelds from here on out, which is obviously in reference to a Switch. If Sony makes another handheld, it can't just be a better Vita. Um, and then he mentioned that he missed a lot of words that I just filled in for him. Yeah. <laughs> what what did he- Geez, miss words much, kid. Uh, uh, th- there's there's a lot of points in that. Switch has definitely changed the way that a console would be given. I think that they could do a Vita successor that found ways to bridge the gap, but I don't know how they... Again, I've talked about it loosely on previous episodes. It'd be a hard thing to do. I'm going to read one more of these. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mr. Liam says, and he's playing Divinity now, uh, which is cool, because he was playing Far Cry Primal. We'll keep up with it, boy. It sorta has been a thing for quite a while. Several systems had slim versions with better hardware out not long after base systems were released. And let's not start on Nintendo with how many models there are for DS, 3DS. I actually want to take a time to talk about this one because I've had every every
0: iteration of the DS. Oh god, every one except the 2DS, one DSi
1: XL. Oh. Oh, the D S. The D S I XL. Yeah, I got you. The D S I was favorite. I thought you were talking about three D S. Sorry.
0: No, I am talking about all of them. Oh God. The only one I don't have is 2DS XL. You know what you know what I'm getting next week. Two D S XL. Or the week after. Uh, Sometimes. But soon.
1: anyway, I want to take a little bit of time to specifically put on this one. I saw it whenever he sent it in. Um he's he's right to an extent. We see the con the companies come out with a refreshed console design and a refreshed uh innards. But that's not in the same scope of what the Xbox One X and what the PS4 Pro are doing. The PS4 Pro and One X are doing things to give con- to give developers there are more ing- specs to work with, yeah. better specs to work with. They're actually upgrading it to make games be able to utilize that power. A Slim just takes the innards and makes them more efficient. Sometimes it adds like a better uh, modem for online stuff like that, yeah, which PS4 works Pro out better. Uh, they do small things like that. The PS4 Slim did that as well. It uh, offered five gigahertz. Um, which was not supported. Yeah, which was not supported on that. the original PlayStation 4. Now, now, so they find ways to upgrade them. Yes, but for the most part, the point of a Slim is to drive costs down. Because normally they'll change, the, they'll change the the design to where the cost of materials will be even less. They'll find a way to use less plastic. Being able to make everything smaller means less plastic is needed, which saves them on material costs. We see them drive down costs that way. And that's also somewhat of what you see with Nintendo 3DSs and 2DSs. 2DS was all like, hey, how do we make a 3DS? And people who don't care about the 3D factor, how do we make it cheap enough? in a form factor for them, that the makes most, sense. The most Bam. comfy. 2D. Comfy handheld. Uh, I, that's, that's for debate. But that <laughs> one was interesting, and I liked it. Um, but going into where we kind of stand on it, of course- I this, have a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. No,
0: last, no generation before this one had mid-gen consoles that had actual better hardware, right? No, never. Um, okay. Uh, I, a user put that in there, and it threw me off because I didn't think... I know the Xbox 360 Elite had a bigger hard drive. And I was well, black. yeah,
1: that, that, and that was Liam. That's what I just kind of yeah. read. He was talking about... They, they do put new components in them, but they're components to do small things like give you more the hard drive, drive space yeah. or give you a better so, modem. I think,
0: yeah, I didn't think that the... But they I, did
1: not give more specs for, for people to work with.
0: Okay, because I don't remember why, but I thought I remember that the sliding tray PS3 had better had a better CPU or had, so, had higher, higher clock speeds. I don't think okay. so. Okay, I, I could Now, remembered. the PSP did do that.
1: If you want to talk about PSP, the, P- the PSPs uh, later ones, but they weren't usable by games. Was it the Slim? The, the Slim and the Super Slim got better processors for multitasking. Super Slim? Yeah. You don't remember? What there, that? There was a Super Slim Vita that had the really thin ring around the back because there was the original Vita. Then there, I mean, Vita, I'm sorry. The Super Slim PSP. Did I say Vita this whole time? Uh, no, you've been saying PSP. Okay. Yeah, PSP, I may have said Vita that threw you off. Yeah. Anyway, PSP was there like that. And uh, the way it was set up, is that there was a fat PSP, then the PSP 2000, and the PSP 3000. The 3000 looked a lot like the 2000, but had a really slim uh, silver ring around the PSP symbol. And that's how you knew which one it was. And they changed the button layout in the bottom to where the home button didn't say Sony anymore. It was a PlayStation logo and stuff like that. So the the PSP that I had that came with the Daxter, that was PSP 2000. Yes, it was. Right, okay, and it had a better processor. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I know for it, at least the three thousand had a better processor, but I'm pretty sure it was two and three thousand, and it was to give the console more media functionality. But it does yeah. n- it did not affect the way games used it. Right? Okay, so. makes sense. But uh,
0: anyways, uh, my my whole entire wanting for this is um, or my thoughts are pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah,
1: you you brought the the topic forward, so you go ahead and bring it in. Let's see what you were talking uh,
0: about. I prefer a somewhat smaller console generation. Um. Six or seven years, I think, is a sweet spot. Never a decade. Nothing like that. Not even nine
1: years. Well, it wasn't even nine years for the three sixty. It was eight. Hey, that's still yeah, like seven, 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 seven for, for PS three. Just se- well, important yeah, because, to throw out there, just
0: because the PS three launched a year later. Um, but uh, I think that six to seven is a sweet spot. I think that uh, until you hit a power wall, I think they're fine. Because I have a pro now. I do notice. I do notice changes in the games I play. That people are, you know, we were playing with somebody who's talking about frame drops in Destiny 2. I was like, I didn't even know those were existent because I've never had them. But they had an original PS4. I remember we that. They had yeah. a pro. Um, So it's one of those things of like where I'll buy them because I'm, I'm a super fan. And, you know, I didn't buy a PS4 at launch. Um, I don't remember you, why you I didn't never buy a PS4 You never bought
1: launch. a PS4 new. The pro is actually your first time buying a new Yeah, yeah, because
0: I bought my PS4 from you. Uh, I just can't remember why I didn't buy one at launch. Um. Because I didn't have an Xbox One at launch. And it might have been because I was trans... That's what it was. I was... I was, um, That's when I
1: first moved out. And... um, You still had a ton... You had a PS3, and you were still trying to play a ton of PS3 games you missed out on.
0: That, too. Yeah, and I was too taken. I was too worried about that. But, yeah, that was when I first moved out. Trying to get rents, groceries, utilities, stuff like that. Figured out on mine and my brother's end. Because, uh, you know, being an adult, um, never had done... Never had to live on my own before. But... um. Yeah, because that was back in like 2013 or 12. Um, but yeah, I think that unless some new technology comes forth and it can be applied properly, no 8K because that is not going to happen anytime soon. The um, managing returns catch 8K. There's no some, point. In something that. like performance upgrades because frame rates could always get better to a certain point. You're like 200 frames per second. I don't notice that. I've Played computer games like League and Dota, and uh, other games like Torch or not Torchlight. Two hundred frames second
1: feels here? no better than one hundred and twenty. What's the uh, or well, even sixty? Well, the league, um, what's the other
0: Torchlight style game? Oh. The other Diablo style game for computers free. Oh, uh, um, uh, well, something uh, Path, Path of Exile. Of Exile. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> I used to play Path of Exile at one forty or not one forty four, one twenty, and I, and, you know, I didn't see it. Like I, I knew that it looked good, but past one twenty, I was like. This isn't like, I don't see any difference. Um, so, so, so like, I think that we need to push for 60 then maybe, you know, higher than that or something else that they incorporate like VR. but so you VR. think with next
1: gen, right? Jamal, yeah, specifically with yeah, a, with so a like, PS5, and if there will be anything so like from a
0: Microsoft. PS5. 55 or something like if if I'm thinking. Of, oh, so
1: you're saying you only think they should do a mid-gen
0: if if a worthy is a if. So if like so I did this year. So yeah. because 4K so became a thing, it, it worked out good because it is uh, you know interloping and um, super sampling. It does look good, not for and every game.
1: My problem with it the only the only reserve I have with it. I guess it shouldn't be a controlled thing, but I wish there was a little bit more of a standardized use of it because you don't know what you're going to get. Not all developers use the 1080p oh, okay, yeah. Super. Sampling, that's the and other I problem. I feel like they
0: should. Well, that's the other problem is that it's not something that all developers, like especially any developers, they don't have they don't have a, not have accessibility to these tools. Well,
1: surprisingly, Hellblade, Super Small Team, had four oh, well, you know that had four K what I, I'm thinking. Well you know what I mean. It had the it had the I'm pretty sure it was the, checkerboarding. But anyway, it had a four K solution. Yeah. And then it had a sixty frames per second solution that didn't worry as much about resolution. That's
0: something though I want to see become the norm. I want to see games like Neo did it perfectly. Because of how, like, Neo had... Performance
1: it. mode. Performance and mode. And visual mode, which is like a more... Cinematic mode like or that. story more mode worried or something.
0: More making it look good. I think every game that is that style should include that. Um, any third-person action game of any sort should include that. It solves all the problems of people having of 60 better than 30, because you get both options. For people like me who prefer those games in 60, I get it. for you, people it who prefers, don't care? Yeah, you get 30 if you want it or 60 if you want it. Like, you have choices. But I think that they're good... For what they are, they're not going to become permanent, though, and I could say why, and that's because that, me and me and Michael were talking about this the last time he came down. There's only a certain amount of advances they can make in video games until we hit a wall. Other technology is going to flourish because of how, at the, at the alarming rate, that technology is advancing. Um, well, I mean, a- you
1: say that, but we've already talked about the fact that cell phones are hitting walls. To an extent, well, yeah. only, with yeah. with current, you know, where phones need to go better, the only thing A that flip? batteries, well,
0: that too, batteries
1: are where phone technology has well, been I mean, stumped, and we're going backwards in terms of taking out headphone jacks. I
0: understand why I make it thinner. I don't want I, no, you
1: know, no. It's because USB C is is it does not have better audio quality though.
0: Huh? That's the problem. Audio files are against phones like these because they don't have, doesn't have better audio quality. Not so for
1: not for MP three, but they have it is lossless. USB C is lossless. In terms of getting it from your... So, MP3 is already a lost full file thing. And this is a super stupid Different, thing. Sorry, yeah. But MP3 is already compressed as hell. It's, right. not, it's not a lossless format. But then when you take that MP3 and you send it down this wire, this wire has a lossless bit to it. So, by the time it hits your, your earphones, it's losing even more. Right, by the time it gets taking it, it away... US, USB-C, though, when you're, when you're handling USB-C, the port doesn't lose anything. It's a lossless data because it's digital instead the, of being analog. But
0: the complaints that people are having is that all the, all the stuff they've bought... All the boards, all the switches they've bought for all their audio hmm? can't be used. All their amps can't be used because they there isn't good adapters out yet that work well. Yeah, but I'm um, saying in
1: terms of why they did it, there's more than just the fact that it makes the phone slimmer. But that's there's one of those a reason. Things, it's a technological
0: advancement see, in their opinion. That's one of those things I was getting at is that anytime you take away a choice is going back a step because there's always like I mean, if you added a headphone jack, what wrong does it do? Other than make the phone a little bit thicker, nothing. It doesn't do nothing wrong.
1: But okay, let's just let's just throw it on there. Do you really think that to an extent that they should have just kept making all DVD players still have a VHS on them? Was it really necessary? No, because
0: that's actually a lost media at that point.
1: Nobody was using. Well, oh, hold on, but I'm saying that in but forever. If there's no reason to take it away ever, then why? But see, ten years from now, I could justify that.
0: But now, in this day and age, when headphone jacks are still being used as auxiliary cables. All that stuff. When VHSs went away, it was in a market in which DVDs were already selling so well because DVD players were priceable. Not like VHS players that were $2,000 when they first came out. VHS players were around $150, Were really $200. expensive
1: whenever yeah the beta maps. Yeah. Uh, but,
0: um, but anyways, um, anytime you take a step or an option out that has an effect on somebody is a step away. Yeah, and that's one of those things is that if you add these options and you get to a point of where you can add them and incorporate them properly, and they work well, so, like 60 frames, Perform anything performance, and you add them. Performance Boots, is like dictated by
1: vision of the game, though. It depends on what you want the game to be. If you want the game to be which this is why beautiful y- masterpiece. Yeah, which is
0: why options works the best of any kind. And see, one thing I want to see. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, so yeah, do. Just,
1: yeah, what I was saying was in the current thing where options aren't always given. Yeah. Is normally because there's a vision. They're like, we want the game to be remembered for being this beautiful experience. And then some people are like, well, we want it to be remembered for being a smooth, fun experience. Yeah. And that's where the 60 frames, 30 frames, like, we want it to be remembered. I I hope PS5 has a boost mode. That's like. Now, boost mode is an interesting thing because boost mode is locked to whatever frame rate the game was given to begin with. Right. I get that. All it's doing is helping it to maintain the 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 performance of the game. that was already given right. better than what the original one could. So if you had a game that skipped out on frames occasionally on the base PS4 and you go to the PS4 pro and it has this extra processor room or this extra graphical room to try and help that all it's doing is alleviating that to make sure it hits its target. Correct. Yeah. And now so if they can find a way to make targets not matter to, but then again, that adds so much, the target it, should, it be. does come back into an extent to where I agree with one thing in particular. And I still, I think it's, it's a half and half. I agree to an extent, uh, no fate, He says why has it become more important than low-cost simple plug-and-play gaming now the, the thing is some people have argued about what the xbox one x is what the ps4 pro is there's a million things you could say about it but in the long you know the long too long didn't read of it doesn't matter that the ps4 pro and the xbox one x are still way more simple and way more plug and play and really they still are plug and play than pc PC is just not plug and play. There's drivers you've got to worry about. There's all these things. Now, updates are a different thing. You don't normally have to update the game to be able to play it, but there's a reason why you want to do it because normally it helps out. But plug and play is still very true with the PlayStation. You plug it in, you go buy it, you don't have to know much. You get home. Especially and plug if you're it all in. digital.
0: Like me, I just swap games now. I don't even have to get up and get a disc because I'm too lazy.
1: So, it's, But plug and play is still the nature of consoles, and I don't think they're moving away. Now, what you'd get to, this is where console would become too much. When you give too many options, like if so in the game, let's talk about from a, from a game development standpoint, Right within the game, these options you're talking about, if they're just options, it's still a step away from plug and play because plug and play is one, hold on, hold on, hold on, Pl- plug and play is by its most basic nature is that you don't do anything. You plug it in, you put the game in, the game dictates how it's supposed to run and you play it. Right. But I'm not I'm not against you because the thing is, you know, you don't ever have to go into the options, whereas on computers, for the most part, you have to at least scan it to for it to be like, what is your what is what do you have? What can you run? And then if you don't want to touch it again, you don't have to options being there helps. Yes, it gives more people more options. But for people who are confused by those options, all it does is add more daunting things for them. Now, again, if it's done like most games, let you do it like Hellblade. You didn't have to go into the menus at all. You, could, you download the game, you start the game, you play it. Unless you decide that you want the game to run better, look better, whatever. Unless you decide to go, what can I do visually to this game? Then you go into that That's game. what I'm talking about, though. That's and and if games can continue that, it's fine, but... It's a flip of a switch. Uh, and I'm not... This isn't going against you. It's actually going against what I was about to say, which is if games could find a way through game development to remove the need for a lock, which is already stupid because you want a lock for consistency's sake. You don't want the game to constantly be going Up 45 to Saturday, 30 and down then, to 30. Yeah, yeah, so a lock is important in a lot of ways. It's much more noticeable than 30 um, dropping at 25. But, you know, if, if what I'm saying is if they could find a way for a game to go, here's a thir- it's 30... It's built for 30 frames per second, which this is actually based off the way frames are designed, so it doesn't matter. But... The more you start to go into this, you start to go into the fact of too many sliders. And I, I'm even going to say that. Options are fine, but I want them to be defined options that I can't mess with anymore. I want it to just be like, you either want 60 frames per second or you don't. I don't want a slider. I don't want a slider that says no, 70 frames per second don't. or mid-detail. I just want the game to be like, we're either it's the only options you have is graphical fidelity. High, low, medium. So, actually, a great example of that would be Final Fantasy XV. You just went in and said, What graphical fidelity do you want? And it was just like low. And you, if you get low, you got more performance. That was still too here. complicated, though.
0: That was that was but like it's just low, medium, or no. But if you read the descriptions, one was like it increased frame rate, then said like increased performance. What's the difference? Well, frame in that game. performance
1: is a weird word to use because some people look at performance exactly. as graphical performance, but yeah, uh,
0: regardless. Because then one was graphical, better. like I looked at that, I had to Google, I'm like, like, which one, like, I ended up picking, um, what well, because uh, do you think? Yeah, again, actually, in that game, that, like, with the you, 60 frames on, was actually really ugly. <laughs>
1: you're, but you're really pushing this. That's what I'm saying. You're pushing how simple it is for a lot of people. And when people have to Google stuff to be able to figure out what they're supposed to do with the game, it causes well, I mean, issues. So, see, I mean, see, I don't when, know. You first,
0: when you first submitted up your PS4, you had to do a, the HDCP handshake to get it to work with your TV. That's I, what I'm, I didn't have to. I watched you. I was here. No, I didn't. Yes, you, she did. you told me to do it
1: because you were saying. Well, we
0: couldn't figure it out. How do we have to Google it? Because it wouldn't display in 4K. It only displayed in 2K.
1: No, it still went to 4K. I thought. No, we had
0: to Google that, and we. But had it to was do, an update for PS4. Options. It
1: still didn't do anything for me. Because remember that that no, doesn't exist that. now.
0: We we had to go to the menu on the Android on your on your TV using the Android service to get it to work. I don't, I, really, I don't remember doing that. No, I mean, it, it I remember that we
1: went into it to try, but it didn't change did, anything did until the something. PS4 Pro updated.
0: No, no, we did something. I could not remember what we did, but I do remember we deep-dived into your. your I remember deep-diving into your it's phone menu. You. Yeah, but I mean, like what I'm saying is that. How but yeah, it's games, complicated. That's, how many how many games have come out on launch and been on uh, on a console and been not as good. Like you know, what do you mean not as good? Like they didn't perform that well. Like I I can't. Oh, yeah, so you're saying like,
1: you can't think of everything. That's what I'm saying like- is if
0: boost mode came out on PlayStation 5 or if there was an option to tick where it would overall increase the performance of played games. Sure. Maybe you had two options, cinema mode or, or cinema mode 1080p, 60, or 30. Then you had, you know, performance. Within the games, correct? Yeah, it'd be like boost mode. It's overall. You just go in there and click what you want. Oh, you're, so
1: you're talking about from the system level. That's what oh, I've I, been talking oh. about. I was never talking but about from inside you the can't, game. You can't do that on system level, so I'm saying because the games boost mode. But, but boost mode doesn't work that way. That's what I'm saying,
0: though, is that boost, but boost mode does work that way. But no, boost mode allows the game to run at the 60 design frames, and it, it, it makes it stable instead of dropping constantly.
1: Yeah, but I thought, you, okay, so that's where our, our miscommunication is coming in. It uh-uh. sounds like you're asking, you're telling that you want the system to be able to say all games regardless. If you want them all to run at 1080p60, then you just force it to do that. No, no, I'm talking about just a boost, like a mode in general that you can pick oh. that would default the games to what you'd want. If you wanted it. But that but that couldn't work because games are designed. Boost mode does not do that. Boost mode just says whatever the game's already set for, all we're doing is helping it hit that. The boost mode that you're talking about is as a boost mode that forces a game to do something it wasn't designed to do. And it can't because the game wasn't designed to do that. There's not a boost mode that can exist that can make a game run at 60 frames per second or only at 30 if the game's designed at 60 frames per second and it doesn't give you an option it can't go and cut that to but 30 but what game
0: nowadays are designed at 30 frames per second
1: that can't go to 60 oh there are Destiny 2 60 on PC no, on PC but that's it, what I'm saying though that's the same game but it doesn't game. yeah but again it's the same game but it it's not designed that way on PlayStation that's what so, i mean so, so it's, it's
0: not designed that way on the console so that that would never
1: be an option that that PlayStation Five could offer,
0: or Xbox One X Two or whatever could offer.
1: It could offer it because that's what I'm saying. Potentially, I'd
0: like a check mark. I can, it it I can wouldn't be once. from the
1: system; it would be from a development standpoint. So, so would have to support the game. That. The game would have okay, to allow it. I don't, it to I don't do
0: have to check that every time I log into a different game. Yeah, I'm talking about. I thought that there it is. I thought it would be possible, somewhere to like a PC game where you just go in, you click. You know, sixty frames or whatever, and then you're done for good. But I thought you could do that on a system level on a PS4 with you the way they make the architecture and the way boost mode works.
1: No, you can't do that on PS4. You can't do that on PS4. Uh, you can't. So, you can't even okay, do that well, on PC. Mode, you can't even tell your PC to play all games well, at sixty yeah, frames per second. But then again, uh, your PC is not a dedicated gaming machine. Yeah, I mean, I, that,
0: true, I see. I figure they could. They would be able to. Let's say do this. That.
1: Steam is a dedicated gaming platform. You can't even tell Steam to run all Steam games that you open through it at sixty frames per second. Well, I guess you're right. I never th- about because that. the problem with that is that still the game determines whether or not it can run on 60 frames per second based off of the co- off of what you have in your computer. Yeah, the hardware. Now consoles do have the benefit of having the same things across all. So if a PS5 Pro came out, it would have all PS5 Pros have the same console guts. Yeah, but, but you're, I mean, like, you're still going to run into the issue of unless the developers are going in and developing these games to be able to hit the marks that you're trying to set it in from a system level, it won't work.
0: Okay, well think about like okay, and actually me, because
1: because he has a lot of game because he has from what i can see a lot of game development insight uh world's end if you listen to all this part if i'm saying anything wrong please tell me same uh, thing for me uh but from my and i have a base understanding it's not something i've claimed to be super but, but i mean from what i understand the way pcs work you can't tell a pc to even do that you shouldn't be able to tell a console to do that unless all developers well, agree you already can. unless all developers agree to hit that benchmark
0: well, I mean, that's what the thing is, is that all developers don't agree to hit 30 or 60. So then, like, when the 30 games, they just don't drop. They yeah. just run to the preferred. That's but, what you're, I'm saying but you're here. saying not... boost
1: mode will let you say all games run at 60 frames per second. No, no, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, no, I'm saying an
0: option that would be cinematic or an option that would be action. And it'd be just like in Neo, where if it runs at 60, it runs at 60, but keeps it at a locked resolution. Then your cinematic would be locked at whatever the new resolution would be, because it's not going to be 1440, so it must be checkerboard 4K, Instead of auto docking to like 1080 or something, you could actually go in and set your profile up to have these set options. That's what I'm saying. That would be that would change. But they would
1: only work if the game supports it. That's how boost mode is. Boost mode is not. It's boost mode is supported on a system level. That's. A, I may be getting.
0: I may be. I guess I'm misinterpreting what I'm thinking.
1: What you're saying? Just give it one more shot. I want to hear. Okay. It. I want to hear. So
0: there is an option within the PS5 settings.
1: Yes. That if I don't want to play
0: a game at 30 frames, I can have it play at 60 if it's supported. Think of Neo, mm-hmm. that system that you go in and checkmark. Can that not be possible to have it work on a system level and have a profile, an option profile for you? Un- unless
1: way? the games, uh, I know where we're at now. Okay. Um, again, no, um, not unless the games p- specifically program it in there to where they go and try and read the system level. And then the the game still has to have the option because got it.
0: So you couldn't go in like a like a PC game and adjust the profile or whatever. Yeah, you could just do an overarching profile on yeah, the console it would, architecture. From
1: my understanding, it wouldn't work that way. It just it, you just couldn't because the game still has to be designed to look at the system level to do that. And if the game is not designed to do that, then it can't look at that system level because the difference between boost mode that we have specifically right now as an analog to the boost mode that you'd be hoping for is that boost mode doesn't go in and tell the game to do anything. All it's All it's doing is the game is using the console's guts and because all it does is let the game access a little bit more that it has to try and hit whatever frame rate the game's already programmed for. So if the game does not give the option for the game to run in six frames per second, already that's not going to happen it would be way easier and way smarter for them to leave it every game that you every game that they want to design options and you choose the option per game okay well
0: then i'll say this then i hope that the ps5 has something like boost mode that's just on and in the system that
1: you don't even have to go and turn it on yeah because that way it
0: it keeps things stable at what
1: this developer wants the only i say i'm okay with that the only reason that boost mode can be turned off now or it has to be turned on some issues some games do not run with it I haven't I mean, seen it happen. Some games actually run worse, worse with it uh, that's, because that's they don't I mean, know it doesn't know how to use that extra power.
0: see, I figured if a game didn't like support boost mode or was supported at thirty frames, me, it, it would just, would just ignore it. Thir- yeah,
1: but no, there's some games that it actually works negative on because it doesn't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It gets understand confused the extra on the extra power. Of yeah. yeah, something uh, like that. But, but anyway, yeah. it doesn't work with the, the the change in the the processors. From my understanding, they're all definitely, and even World's End said it last episode, they all use Jaguar CPUs, but they all have different right. clock speeds. Yeah, which um, is
0: um, something I'm interested in to see if that changes. I actually responded back to them saying, I'm wondering if, you know, the way Ryzen came out with a good price of performance CPU, I'm wondering if that's going to have any impact on the new consoles. If if
1: newer consoles, like when we start to see a PS5, if it'll actually have Ryzen well, maybe know. not
0: Ryzen, but it'd have a better price-to-performance car. Or, uh, the only um, thing about it is that the Jaguar CPU, CPU, if I'm
1: not mistaken, is a mobile CPU.
0: Well, yeah, that's what it would or be. A laptop CPU. I don't say mobile, but like, a yeah. laptop
1: CPU. So do Ryzen have laptop CPUs yet? Like, Do they have integrated CPUs that they put into laptops that you can buy with just a Ryzen board? I do not know, actually. That's Me a good either. Question. Me I don't either. like
0: laptops. So I don't ever look into laptops at all. I uh, use this
1: one a lot, but mainly because I bought it because I needed it for
0: this. Yeah, I would. Like, I could literally throw this laptop across the wall right now and not care. I'd go about buy it a cheap another cheap one because that's all it is but yeah. um yeah I, I hate laptops but um that's pretty much my stance on it is that if there, there's gonna be a wall we need to work with the wall of technology that we hit and well it and it's not
1: even to- sometimes it's walls it's that the technological gains only help to give you like, like the more and more processing power you get because we're really i'm gonna say we're not we're really not close to the wall but in the we grand, but in the grand scheme of things, we are, yeah. Because um, the wall right now is like
0: we. Um, one issue is that there is no fourteen forty I mean, what I want to say and is, I'm like curious if that could though. become a thing. Do you know? Do you know much about panels to know if that could become a, a problem? I, I don't.
1: I don't know about how that works. I don't. Because uh, yeah, I mean, like, your phone, your phone has got the normal, which always has a weird aspect ratio, eighteen nine, which is two to one. Yeah, really, eighteen nine by fourteen forty p. But that's a fourteen forty p screen. But normally, you know, my our we have a standard sixteen nine relation. Um, you know, uh, ratio on, on our Nexus 6P, uh, well, and it was 1440p. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. They but, just zoomed a pinch. But even then, screen. but even then, our 6Ps had ten, uh, had normal aspect ratio screens at 1440. But that's the same as a 1080. So I don't know why it wouldn't. But I don't know enough about panels.
0: These are so like I'm, I'm curious as to I know they won't become a thing because nobody's gonna buy a 1440p over a 4K TV. Is what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess. Like,
1: so it's it's pretty much now. It's from gonna, a consumer standpoint, it makes less sense.
0: Yeah, the only way to go from here is to hit 4K and to hit higher frame performances. Because, and I'm talking about this from like a technological standpoint, not a creative standpoint. Because at that point, after we hit that, it's gonna be a while before any of that 8K comes out. And if well, it is, and it's take away be, 8K because
1: 8K is where I'm going. When you talk about from a visual standpoint. What we stand to gain more from a technological standpoint is when consoles and games have more access to better CPUs. When they can right. use better CPU stuff to do better physics and things like that, that's important. Because what we're, ha- what we're seeing right now with this console generation, again, world's end, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding seems pretty actually solid on this one, um, is that the CPU can't do everything they need to do. So people, the developers are finding ways to offload some of the CPU stuff onto the GPU. Which is
0: doing the whole extra memory split, right?
1: Which is part of why the whole CPU and the system and everything shares the same 8 gigabytes of RAM. It's it's a mixture of being video RAM when it needs to be video RAM. I think it's called ES RAM. ES RAM is only in the Xbox One.
0: Well, that's what I'm talking about on the Xbox One. Yes. I think that's what that's called when they offload parts of the CPU to the RAM on the Xbox One. I think that's what, isn't that what ES RAM is? Well, it's just,
1: it's like super fast RAM that they can offload things into so it processes Real quickly, okay. Uh, But... On all that, that's where technologically we stand to gain in gaming. Cause, and don't worry, there's a lot of visual things that can be done too. Assassin's Creed, Origins. I actually had a lot of fun with it. Really good game. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. And I, I'm glad. I don't feel like i wasted wasting money. But the game is kind of ugly. Just in, in all sense of the game, it's a great yeah. game. I, did, I don't regret buying it. But if you look at it, definitely in comparison to stuff that's come out this year, it's ugly in comparison. Well, and see, uh, I, so I, of course that's what I'm saying. From a technological standpoint, as we continue to hit open world games, can get more in depth. Uh, well, no, no, no. But linear see, games hit a wall yeah. sooner. Draw later. distances can get better. Draw water get better. physics
0: can get better. They can. I'm talking about the reasons. Big reasons on why you would if, if because a, visual if a new, fidelity
1: goes away. 4K is already an issue. Some people can't see the difference between 4K and 1080. When you sit so far away, because is it like what, eight feet, pixel density said? or pixel density gets to be a thing where so far away you can't vis- you can't visually see the differences because of d- it's it, what it comes down to is I thought that was a myth. 8K is basically pointless because of diminishing returns. No, your eye can only see so much detail from a certain distance.
0: I thought. Well, I, I remember it being like eight feet, I think, and I thought that was a myth, like a myth about 4K, because like we're, we're I don't know about that. Uh, eight, side. We're, well, I was gonna say because we're eight feet away from your TV right now, pretty much, and I would be able to tell it's 4K. Yeah, I'm like six foot, but still. If I lay down, I would not be touching TV. This <laughs> <Just> about no. <laughs> that that TV is a good distance away from. But us. regardless, um, but see, like I don't think that like you could always say like that because that is something we are wanting better to be more immersed. We, you know, leaves falling and individually le- seeing those. At a higher resolution and see and draw distance and all that and comes in the graphical water. power. Yeah. But that's
1: not going to, what you're going to see less and less of is people looking more and more realistic. It's going to be there. Yeah. And there's room for it to grow definitely in open world games where there's more people. And, and that way these smaller individual NPCs can look better than they have. Um, but you're going to mainly games like uncharted four, they stand to gain more from physics, what they can do with physics and being able to do that in 60 frames per second instead of 30, if you want them to, um, But there's a lot to be said. Games development is so weird that trying to talk about what a PS5 and PS5 Pro and Xbox, whatever they want to call it, um, would be is just almost impossible. And you don't know which way gaming is going to swing by then. With social gaming being more of a thing, the next consoles may have more power, but have a bigger emphasis on the social side of things, which we already saw this gen. Social media is more ingrained in these consoles than they've ever been in any other console. And that's interesting,
0: especially the new app update. Yeah, because it's basically like a, it looks like Facebook when you sign in. It's it's it. like uh, what, yeah. I, what I imagine Facebook almost like its own now. social
1: media. Yeah, uh, it's a weird thing. I don't really. I'm not either. saying
0: it's a bad thing either. It's just it's a it's a whole different ecosystem kind of style to go for. Yeah, go for.
1: But anyway, I mean, I'm okay with it. I think that the idea, it has its ways of working. And like I say, it has to release later in the generation to make the console's price make sense. I would say
0: five years is a good... It's a four, good. four years, like what Xbox four, well, One's
1: doing is fine. Honestly, if PS4 would have waited. But if PS4 would have waited to do a Pro exactly as it's specs now to what an Xbox is specced, it would have gotten demolished. The PS4 Pro doesn't seem as bad off because it's been on the market a whole year ahead of the Xbox One X. So... That side's, you know, whatever. Congratulations to Xbox for selling well on this. Yeah. That's good and, for them. And,
0: like, that's good for us. Um, people, people need to understand that competition uh, between companies is
1: great. always good for consumers. And even you saw Sony said congratulations on the big day, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, of course, they, they, take ba- they take jabs at each other where they can. But, I mean, they also generally respect the idea that competition drives them all forward. Right. But I mean, I think that they they have a right to exist, they have a reason to exist, of course, where Sean comes in where are people assess no, but you want to see ju- you you want to see discernible differences in what's going on from generation to generation, otherwise, why are you buying a new console?
0: That's what I'm saying, yeah, and like you don't want to just advertise, and that like,
1: doesn't always mean because like no man's Sky is a pretty game, but not because of graphical fidelity. It has an interesting art style and it's got a huge universe that would not have been possible on the PS3. That's all it comes down to. And Colin Moriarty, he's always said it best. He's like, Yeah, the games look pretty. They play pretty, but are they different than
0: last year? Are they no. doing anything yeah, different? They're not, yeah, they're not. They're uh, not. Like, games themselves from a developing standpoint aren't different than what they used to be, which I think is mainly because we've pretty much done a lot of stuff that it's we've seen in gaming. It's because we still haven't
1: seen CPUs yeah. go up, physics and things like that. That's why he, he even mentioned that No Man's Sky was interesting because it was at least trying to do something that you feel like when you look at it, couldn't have been done on a previous
0: console. Yeah, and see, like, I would, I would love the day that, like, whenever I'm playing Skyrim and, like, they did it in Drake's Uncharted, or Uncharted 4, or Drake's Uncharted, Uncharted 4, I keep wanting to say Uncharted 3 Thieves for some in. reason. Yeah, where, uh, that he was running along the side of a dirt mountain. He saw dirt falling down yeah. as he ran. And it wasn't like pre, it wasn't pre-scripted dirt, or it might have been, but where. It wouldn't go before his foot hit it. The second his foot hit it, you'd start to see it. Yeah, and like when and they're dragging you around good. in the mud, the mud's yeah, taking the, up on yeah. your jeans, and it's so actually like,
1: leaving ruts in the mud.
0: Stuff like that is something to look forward to. It's just hard to market that. So I think that that's, that's why I think that...
1: Well, you can market it, and they do market it. That and was actually one of the big things they used, but the game also just looked beautiful. Well, so, I mean, all, I don't know. Yeah. And there's a little bit to be said about well, games about doing consoles. things. Yeah, because games are... He's saying from a gameplay level, they can't, they're can't. they not any different. Yeah, and, and they are. You can still make a game that plays exactly like uncharted on ps2 you may have to scale a lot of things back to make that possible but you can do it yeah Uh, and i mean and i agree with that sentiment as a whole i think that there's there's examples of games that are coming that are that just couldn't have you couldn't have done destiny 2 on a ps2 you just couldn't have no Uh,
0: excuse me there are tons of games that show creativity right now too so I mean, not I, to say like anything Yoko has done is creative, like it's one of a kind originality.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Whereas, he wants say, he's saying that games are, and again, smaller games. I mean, you want to talk about it like that? There, there are v, VR. VR is a perfect example of things you couldn't do back then. There's other games like games that use the motion controls and stuff in a weird way. You couldn't do that back then. Motion controls didn't exist. As they find more interesting ways to use these newer technologies like move and like VR and like Vive and all these other VR options, games are going to get different. But with all of what's going on with the PS4, the PS4 Pro, and Xbox One, Xbox One X, I don't think that they're completely gone. They're not alienating game groups, which I think is smart, because we saw Nintendo do that with the 3DS uh, XL, the new 3DS XL, the new 3DS, where they are very little, very little games, but there are some like games that three. only work on the three, I, new 3DS. I know Xenoblade was one of them,
0: but like we, I think it was out with you, or maybe it yeah, was Yeah, wasn't it like a Annie. new Fire
1: Emblem or something that's only...
0: Well... No, I, I thought I remember seeing a case or like even a uh, like a display case for a game that hasn't came out yet. I'm like, why does that look weird? And I'm like, oh, it's a new 3DS game. Yeah. There's like four of those. It's weird. I, I, so and
1: That's why I'm glad that, that Xbox that, didn't do that. Now, don't remember wrong. wrong. From how
0: long it's been... Because at that point, it's a new console. Just call something different. If you're going to do it on a large scale. Like Nintendo didn't. I still think that's a dumb... I don't mind all of Nintendo's reiterations. That one I did. Like, the bigger, it was a dumb one. The
1: bigger thing that's going to be weird is that... Xbox is really pushing, even though it's a much more considerable jump in power than the Pro was with the Xbox One X. They're still acting like it's an iteration of Xbox One yeah. when it didn't have to be. So it makes it's- you wonder: Will Xbox ever make another traditional console? I- uh, or and we know PlayStation's going to, but that's going to be the bigger thing. Take away. I guess this whole conversation leads to the point that if you take away that the. the the PS4 Pro and the or the chances of the PS5 Pro what happens if PlayStation is the only one that comes out with a traditional next console that only plays PS5 games but or that PS5 games only play on but it can still play everything else whereas Xbox keeps coming out with these consoles that every one of their consoles including the Xbox One can play it seems almost impossible so you're though. saying like a universal
0: PS4 system that can play the new ones and the old ones and you're saying a Xbox well, console that can only play the new ones no
1: well Flip that because, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. because PlayStation are saying they're going to make a traditional console, tra- P- PlayStation 5, which sounds like it's going to be to where any game that comes out that's a PS5 game will not play on PS4. But right. Xbox One X in the way they've marketed it, even all though it could have been a new console, they yeah. could have made it exclusive. Right? If you you play can it, still
0: play the games that you play on Xbox One X on the original Xbox One. Yeah, but, but what happens well, if they do Xbox that again? One. What if they
1: come out with this Xbox... 1z let's just throw a random name onto it and it's way more powerful than xbox one x but still every game that comes out on it can still play on xbox one that'd be so crazy but there's a chance that that's what we see it's brilliant to be honest like that's a there because
0: at that point you would eliminate backwards compatibility
1: in a good way, though. Well, you could, could by introducing forwards compatibility.
0: Right, that's a crazy thing. I never have thought about
1: it that way. It's so weird. But I'm not
0: going to condemn them for that because if they do something like that, that would be super interesting.
1: It's a weird, it's a weird business tactic because people have no reason to upgrade unless they want the power. But may I don't know.
0: I think that's the whole reason about console now is that like people won't buy a PS4 Pro like Sean was saying until his craps out, which is you know oh, somewhat true. That was Greg Middleton, but yeah. I thought Sean said that. I'm sorry. Like, Sean has a pro. But yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah. Well, uh, depends.
1: Sean Santa Root has a pro Yeah,
0: that's yeah. To me, Sean's here. But um, yeah. Uh, I have a pro. on not 4K TV. I like the performance I get from it. So. So it's still worth it to you. It's worth it to me. It was worth like 100 and. Or 80 bucks. I forgot how much I paid for it after trading everything in.
1: So this has been a long episode. How long? Yeah, we're here probably at two hours. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, Saul Anything else you want to add? No. This is a, <laughs> this has been episode 34 of Triangle Squared, and until next week. You got the episode wrong. 34?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I'm kidding. I thought I
0: messed with you before you left. I hate until you. So next week, you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you.